You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast with your host, Jay Sante. I'm good, Hank Flint. She wasn't ready. This is Joe Quick. And this is Adam Falcon. We are the takeover. And you're listening to TRSS. It's fashion time. Hey, guys. This is Drew Galloway. And you're listening to the podcast called TRSS. Live the gimmick. Welcome to Raw is the regular season sportscast. One of those things there. I just had to do something out of the whim. I was feeling it. I was feeling something that I had to do out of the norm. This is what I usually don't do. So I figured that I might as well do it now. You know, I see, I, yeah, I gotta take what, you know, what, what Josie's boy does at Call Me When It's Over and, you know, try to invite certain people into my world. Show the face to the product because I really don't like to put a face to what I do here. So I figured that, you know, after a couple of drinks and after a couple of uh, nostalgic and thought-provoking moments that I had in these past couple of days, I figured that I'll just do the opening salvo for TRSS on a live stream. I'll just do it for this time going around. Uh, make sure you guys check out TRSS at trsspodcast.com. That's where you can get me at all episodes and everything TRSS as well as just everything related to the regular season sportscast and podcasting as well at RageWorks.net. RageWorks.net, the place where you get all things podcasts, RageWorks.net, and everything else geeky as well. Make sure you check out RageWorks.net, man. That's where all my pieces is at. RageWorks.net, it's the place to be. It's it's where people get lit. People get their geek on. Get your geek on. Get your geek on. You know, this is this is what we do it at. Everything comic books, everything um, wrestling, sports, pop culture. It just it, this is what we do, man. This is what we do. Everything over there. So I just figured out I will do what I do. It's the voodoo that I do. I do it right now, just on the on the stream. I do it for a little bit right now because early on today I had the guys from BCW Breed Com- uh, Combination Wrestling. They were on early on. They're gonna be on. Check it out on episode sixty two. They're gonna be on here. It's going to be something for, um, it's a good listen, man. Usually, like I said, usually I would have, uh, guys from HOG. This is the first time that I actually had some, some crew outside of, uh, House of Glory do a recording here. It was pretty dope. It was a really good listen to, and it was something that a lot of people may or may not know about what goes on in their, uh, in their, in, in their company and their promotion. So I, I want to make sure that you guys check that out. It, it's it's remember, New York City is not the only place that has wrestling. All wrestling promotions they they they're they're, they're universal. They're they're down the United States. They're, the Eastern Seaboard is big, and you New York has now become like the hotbed of like the 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 culmination of the Big Bang in New York. So, breed combination is also part of that. They're they're young up and coming promotion. So I'm 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 hoping to see how they do i you know i've never seen their promotion i've never been to it i've heard of it I've, I've i've watched youtube videos and such of what they've done but for me to be there live i've never been there for it but um 
hopefully you know in the coming months or so i could be a part of it i could see what's going on there so i could actually give you guys a full uh, uh rundown in my own judgment of what it is but other than that be sure you check it out on the episode anthony cole uh pete rosado uh let head it out uh just the crew that was here today you know shout out to them that that that, that gave the big ups but for me today it was like one of those things that uh jesus i had um i i had a combination of a lot of it was a lot of moments that came down this this past couple of weeks. It was a lot of vulnerability in sports. You know, my Michigan fucking team, fucking Wolverines, had the opportunity to take a nice, legitimate spot in the 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 collegiate rankings. You know, the playoff fucking rankings. They could have taken. You know, Clemson got washed by Pittsburgh, so this was our time to go up that at least that one bump to at least maybe take the number two, and they lose. The same fucking way to Iowa. Like, come on, guys. Serious? This is this was your time to shine, motherfuckers. Shit. And, ugh. So I was disappointed at that. Also, uh, we, 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 we had, uh, UFC 205 this past Saturday. And let's just say I was vulnerable about that, but I saw a lot of individuals on my feed that was like, when the fuck did you guys become UFC fans? Everybody in their mother came out the circle that now they're UFC fans. Where did that shit come from? Whatever. Okay. You know, more, all right. You know, whatever's good for the business. Um, this broadcast is brought to you by Corona. Corona in the can. We don't need a lemon, niggas. <sighs> so in any case, so, um, I, 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 I saw that going down and I, I, then we had, of course, football was this weekend. There was a lot of teams that, uh, Shout out to the Titans, man. I, I was watching the Titans and Green Bay game, and I I have to check whether I picked them or not for this week's uh, pick on, on in the pool. But Jesus Christ, they went they went off on Green Bay. For all you Green Bay fans, yeah, doesn't look good for you guys. You guys are looking more vulnerable than the next. Uh, and to all you Dallas Cowboys fans, you know what? Hey, I can't even be mad. You guys are you guys are on a fucking roll, be. But remember who gave y'all the first loss? Who gave y'all that only loss? Exactly. In any case. So, this week's episode is like, like I said, I have, I have that going down. We have, uh, the follow up on UFC 205. I, you know, a lot of stuff going on in Turnbuckle Tabloid. And to me, I just felt like this is, this is a week that just to open up a door a little something. And you know, guys, I do as I do with, um, with my, my, with my program, with my show. I always like to open up the doors to you guys to my personal life. Cause to be honest, I really don't give a fuck. Like, uh, unless I have to like bring in somebody else that, you know, may not need their name dropped or mentioned or any case for, for anything for me, I, I I'll tell you guys anything. I really don't give a fuck. So with that being said, this week has been one of those things in where like, um, I'm trying to come to grips with my current situation as in being single, right? You know, for it's going to be a year. It's going to be about a year that I've been officially single. And um I've been okay for a while. Like I I've been okay coming to the grips of being a single dad and 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 understanding that um with my situation and it's going to be difficult. In case a lot of you guys don't know, uh, I'm a single father. Uh, I, I, I have my daughter for majority of the time. She, I have her on the other weekends as well as 
when I'm off. And then I also take care of my mother who's, you know, partially disabled and such. So I, I'm balancing that. And in my mind, I'm trying to figure out whether or not I want to have some type of, you know, prowess where I want to get into a, a personal life or some type of, uh, be it sexual or casual, wherever what it, where, where, where it can be. So I've been trying to, to do that. And, um, I have to come to the, to, to weights and balance of whether or not I can do that because of my situation. You know, I'm a professional individual. I make decent money. You know, I, I have my own crib and it, it's just, you know, whether or not who can take and understand my situation. And I've come to the, to, to an understanding for the most part that, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to go through to have to hear what I have to, to, you know, what's my situation and whether or not, you know, women couldn't deal with that or not. Well, first of all, I have to be appealing to them bitches. But yeah, you're right, right? Like, you know, my good looks goes for anything these days. But, uh, I, 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 I was going through the whole notion of whether or not I should, you know, maybe pursue something. Maybe I should just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just, you know, deal with my, you know, what I have to do, my responsibilities and fuck whatever else happens. Cause that's what it generally is for me. It's like anything else would just fall by the waistline and I'm just like, whatever. It is what it is. Uh, so recently I got in, you know, I didn't get in, I, you know, I, I, I got some, I guess I could, I can say not involved, but I got in touch with an individual who was telling me or, 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 or reaching out saying that they're interested in me. And I was like, Oh, cool. Oh. And, um, for a few, for a few weeks, I was sitting there and I was you know, entertaining it. And, you know, the possibility might be of something that, you know, may it be sexual, may it be casual, may it be something promising. I wasn't quite sure what it was, but still, it was one of those things like, it was like, okay, let me, let me see where it's at. And I opened up the floodgates to the possibilities. Here's a problem though. And this is a problem that I go through with myself in certain cases. I'm very pessimistic. I'm a pessimistic individual. I don't, I'm a, I'm a type of dude when a good thing is approached to me and something is told to me in a good way that a possibility can occur, be it, you know, sexual or professional or whatever the case may be. I'm usually to say, hey, if it happens, it happens. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really get hype about it because I don't want to be disappointed. That's just me. That's the way I go. And um, for the majority of everything I've done in my life, that's just the way it is. I've just been very pessimistic with everything, be it, um, you know, getting getting a new job or uh, when I was, you know, in the acting field looking for a, or a, a role in a movie or play or whatever. I was like, yeah, if I get it, I get it. If not, whatever. when it comes to dealing with the opposite sex, I was the same way, but. I kind of let my guard down a little bit more because I'm so I have such a low self-esteem about myself that I I let my guard down a little bit because once someone seems to have some type of interest in me, I seem to to, to I open up a little bit like a, a protective flower. I, I open up to see what can occur. So, you know, the past couple of weeks, there's been some banter. There's been some some correspondence as you may say and things seem to have been going well but every time 
an individual and I were supposed to meet up. It just fell through. It just happened. Grandmother's sick. Uh, my dog died. Uh, I got hit by a bus. Whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> my phone fell in the sink. Whatever the case. It, it just happened. And this is not on my part, by the way. This is on the other individual's part. And um, I come to, I, 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 I began to doubt myself because I, I, I sat there and I started thinking, maybe it's me. Maybe because it's, um, they know my situation and maybe they can't handle it. Or maybe it's because, um, I, 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 I'm just, my personality is just so cool that they get pushed away from me because I'm a, I'm, I'm a cool motherfucker, regardless of what people say. I'm a cool fucking prick. But, um, I also, I, 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 I sat there and I started doubting myself and that's not what I want to do. I don't want, I don't want to doubt myself with me. It's, if I'm pessimistic, I'm pessimistic about the situation. I don't want to doubt myself. I know what my strengths and my weaknesses are, as well as everybody else. Everybody should know what your strengths and your weaknesses are. You know, and for those of you who think that you have more weaknesses and strengths, don't do that. Don't put that don't put that burden on yourself because your weaknesses might actually be your strengths, but you're just not aware of it. You gotta put you gotta put that on the table. Now now for me. I've always doubted myself because of my appearance. I never thought of myself to be good looking. I've always said that. And I put it on the table. I always said if my personality was my looks, I would be fucking Brad Pitt or I would be uh, Denzel or whatever. You know, I, I always would say that my personality is more good looking than my appearance. But even so, I've seen some ugly motherfuckers with some bad females. So I'm like, mm, maybe it's not about that. No, maybe it's not that. I could always make him laugh. I could always be a clown. I could always bring fun to the party. Even if I'm late, as soon as I walk in, the party's a turn up. But even even so, my whole thing is um, I left myself vulnerable for this opportunity. And this past weekend, I gave it one more shot to this person. I gave one more shot. And once again, I was blown off. It's... um. It's funny because after what I've been through in my past uh, past year of my relationship and stuff, being broken apart and having to find myself to find out how am I going to push through and make myself uh, come to grounds with whether it's my fault or that person's fault or our both of our faults or whatever the case may be. I've come to the realization to where I, I really shouldn't give a fuck anymore. I really shouldn't care anymore. Because at the end of the day, who really is going to give a fuck? And this game about relationships, I'm too old to be playing this fucking cat and mouse game. And the only person who I should care about giving me attention is my daughter. That's the only thing I should care about when it comes to gaining attention. And if no other female wants to give me that attention, then fuck you. Because you don't deserve it. And I'm going to be honest with you. I love to see your Facebook post when you're mad at some dude who burned you. I love to see when some dude played you. I love to see when you're fucking bitter and upset because some douchebag fucking treated you like shit. And you know why? Because... There's dudes out there like me, yeah, like me, who's actually done well. And mind you, 
The reason why my my relationship is was done is not because I did something wrong. I didn't play anyone. I didn't fuck somebody else. I didn't. Shit just happened and it was over. Breakups happen. But at the end of the day, I took care of what I needed to take care of and I did what I had to do. And if that wasn't enough, oh, well. But yes, I enjoy it. I am so fucking petty. I'm so petty to see when all of you talk about this nigga ain't shit. Fuck him. YOLO, solo for dolo. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. I love to see when y'all do that. And then the next three days, you talk about me and the babe, me and hubby. Oh, oh, that brings me such joy. You know why? Because at the end of the day, you got a good motherfucking nigga like me who's been out here pining away, doing what he has to do. And I don't send you thirst fucking messages or thirst pics or whatever the fuck it is to get your attention. I'm just sitting here in fucking Gilligan's Island in limbo and you know my situation and you don't sit there and say, you know what, maybe I should holler at him. No. Professional nigga, makes good money, got his own crib, take care of his fucking kids, take care of his responsibilities and you'll still pass him over because why? You looking for fucking fuck boys? Good for you. I hope you get fucked over twice, three times over and in the ass. Yeah, and I'm bitter. Other than that, Welcome to TRSS, the third regular season sports cast. Woo-hoo! Yes, sir. Got to tell you. I want to make sure that you guys check out TRSS, the TRSS podcast. Make sure you check out TRSS podcast at TRSSpodcast.com, as well as on Facebook, the regular season sports cast on Facebook, as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Make sure you check out us in a whole on Twitter as well at RWJ Santi, as well as on our YouTube page. More coming to you soon on that YouTube page. Make sure you check out the Rageworks family at rageworks.net. Call me when it's over. Call me when it's over dot, oh, dot com. Yeah, dot com. Sorry. Call me when it's over dot com with your boy, your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy. Shout out to my guy. Love you, Dukes. And make sure you check out everything Rageworks. Comic books, sports, uh, movies. Video games, uh, everything geeky, be a part of it as well. Also, wanna, I, I want to introduce you guys to a new new person to our TRS's family. I'm going to introduce you guys to, yes, Dikembe Mutombo. He is, yes, you guys didn't know Dikembe Mutombo. Has, he's, he's a listener to TRSS, and he'll be part of the family. Dikembe, what's coming up? On the regular season sports, guys. Well, Jay, I got to tell you something. You guys got to be a part of TRSS. And I have to say to you, to be honest with you, fuck them bitches, okay? Because if they come to my house saying that bullshit, I will say, no, no, no. No, no, no. So coming up, you're going to have this week's rants, uh, talking sports and shit. You got... Turnbuckle tabloid and the shit you talk about with BCW that must be fun. <laughs> All right, guys, make sure you check out the regular season sportscast. We're about to lean out of here. Go into this week's rants. And like I said, yeah. For you guys that was checking me out on Facebook Live, this is just a taste. Make sure you check this out once again, TRSSpodcast.com, episode 62 coming to. And last episode, episode 61, Good Hank Flanders. Yo. That's episode, man. Yo, seriously, that's something that you know. It it had laughs, had a uh, had serious moments, had real, had everything, man. Make sure you check it out, man. You guys are 
Uh, you guys are awesome. For you guys have been downloading, you guys are great. amazing. All right, so we're going to check you out. We got a new sponsor coming up soon. But as for now, um, check you guys on the render. Mm. Why, look at what we have here, folks. T-R-S-S, bits and pieces. Lonely, single, desperate. Do you have stretch marks on your hands because of your excessive masturbation? Are you tired of looking for the sexy parts of half-naked anime characters? Well, we have an app for you. From the makers of Mandy, the rejection blow-up doll, General Admission brings to you the General Admissions dating app. If you didn't think he was getting sex before, you're never going to be intimate with anyone with this app. Created by a Gorpy Award winner. What the hell is a Gorpy? What's a Gorpy? It sounds like an award that looks like a wet dildo with a mouth on it. Any case, from Gorpy Award winners, this dating application will ensure that not only will you not get a date, you may never see what human genitalia other than yourself looks like again. Are you tired of being intimate with that cousin that comes to give you a kiss every holiday? Well, the dating app from General Admission will be just as sad. Take a visit from a frequent user. So I use the uh, General Admission app, right? And uh, I, I got to tell you that it, it had some sexy ladies on it. It, 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 it. Every time I went to slight left, it, it, it brought me to porn. Every time I swiped right, it, it brought me to this wrestling podcast that was god awful. I, I started listening to it and I fell asleep like within three to five minutes. I gotta tell you, although I didn't get any sex, I, I sure got the best sleep I've had in years. Take a listen to another general admission date app user. So, uh, I use the app, right? And I gotta tell you, I saw the hottest chicks ever on this application. No other dating app has it. The only problem was is that uh, every time I clicked on the individual, I wanted to, you know, share my love with. Wink, wink. It, it would say weird stuff like, try again, never in this lifetime. You better be worth over a million dollars, and I'd rather date Trump than you. Uh, ladies, call me. <laughs> the General Mission app is great for anyone who is looking for that special someone who's also going to be lonely just as you are. So, are you tired of sitting on your hand for 30 minutes to get a nun before you touch yourself? The General Emission Dating App is just for you. The General Emission Dating App can be found in Google Play, iTunes, and anywhere else where loneliness can be found. This advertisement is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This week's rants. So for this week's rants, I am going into my wrestling well. See as though this week... uh, we have a legendary announcer who had uh, I, I, it's tough to even read this story because it's just so fucking ridiculous legendary announcer from ECW and WWE Joey Styles was terminated 
from a local indie promotion, one that's closely associated with WWE, which is probably why he was dismissed for making quote unquote lewd and suggestive comments to a female announcer. Seems as though Styles and I paraphrase made a comment comment in which which referenced to Donald Trump in which he states, "Wow, you're looking beautiful tonight. If Donald Trump was here, he would probably want to grab you by the pussy." Now, I, I you know, it's 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 stuff like this that just it it, it brings. It, I, I'm at I'm at. I'm at it. I have to be in awe when I hear ridiculousness like this. Because first of all, the comment itself. First of all, he didn't say he wanted to grab her by the pussy. He was suggesting that Donald Trump, with his comments, which he's made made public by the media, was something he mentioned. And once again, this is one of those things in which it's a joke. Honestly, it's a fucking joke. I, I listen, I'm a I, you know. On, on my card, when my voter registration card, I put Democrat. But I, to be honest with you guys, whenever I vote, I vote for the right person who I believe should be in office. I don't. I'm not that dick that does Democrat down or, or Republican down. I do whatever I feel is right. And right now, we're coming to a stage in our life where we're about to see some changes that we may or may not approve of. And if one of them is going to be that we can't have a fucking sense of humor anymore, then by all means, I, I can't. I wouldn't be able to do the show anymore. This is just dumb. This is ridiculous. I mean, honestly, are we really, really going that far to say that we can't say certain things to individuals that we're that sensitive? Not only was he dropped from Evolve, he was also dropped from two other East Coast promotions. That once again, I'm shocked by because we watch wrestling and there's there's some lewd and horrible things that are said and done, be it indies and even WWE gets away with some tongue in cheek stuff. Hell, the New Day says some ludicrous stuff. Hell, I'm I'm reading a text. I'm excuse me. I'm reading a tweet right now, which I was going to share on the, um, the regular season sports cast page in which a woman writes to Big E. At WWE, Xavier Woods, at True Kofi, at WWE, Big E, need to stay in the back and never come out. And Big E's response to her is, you're not the first woman to request this. Do we get it? Do we get the joke? Do we? Come on. Do you get it? You're not the first woman to request this? Do you get it? No? Fuck. I mean, honestly, this is ridiculous. This is so... We 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 really need to pump our brakes. And 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 I was having a conversation this uh, uh this past week with somebody who and 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 honestly, I've come to the realization that when we go left, we go very left because now we can't even be funny or sarcastic or witty because we fear somebody being offended. We've gotten to become so soft. In this day and age and we shouldn't be we should be more tougher we we should be able to take it hell i've been roasted before uh you know i've been in a block where, where we've cut ass meaning we ranked on each other or certain places you call it um shooting the dozens like i've i've been in those i've been a participant i've been i've i've been ranked on this i've been done and i've done the opposite you know i've done the same and it's only made me a stronger and tougher individual 
Hell, I I have a condition with my eye where it's like they're floating. And, you know, it looks like I have floating eyes. I look like I have fucking googly eyes, like fucking gizmo from from Gremlins. And I've had it all my life. I've been teased about it all my life. It's gotten to a point to where the only thing that a person could attack me on, if they wanna, if they want to, you know, offend me, is that because they have nothing else to say about me. So the first go to is, and I've heard every joke under the sun everyone if you're original more power to you but i've heard every joke and you know what sometimes it, you know sometimes it could be i could be a little sensitive to it i you know i I'm, i'll be honest with you i could i could be but for the most part it's water off the duck's back you say it i'm like oh you motherfucker especially if, if it's more frustrating because it's such an, an easy target i mean get me on something else you know try to find something about me find a weakness other than something about my my, my eyes find something else you know i i usually like trying to, i don't like to go for the obvious i like to go for you know something that i don't know I, that i know will go for the jugular and i know it'll be something that i'll find out about you or i know about you and i'll slide i'll say it in slide tongue or elbow elbow nudge nudge but it'll all be fun and all be jokes and real and most part a lot of people i deal with they all laugh and shit hell this upcoming interview that i have i was very uh annoying but i you know i was cracking jokes with the the, the individuals who who sat in on the show and i have fun with them and by the way even this last bit that we did for the general admission uh dating app is jokes it's it's just jokes you know don't don't take it too serious they they went on their show the general mission podcast went on their show and did an imitation of me in the beginning of the show so i have to lob back a bomb by the way gentlemen if you continue to do that i'm telling you right now you better call the truth because i'm bringing out all the truth stop just just, just, just stop i'm telling you i will bring out the troops and it can get ugly. So let's let call the truth. Be like the UN. Put the guns down. Say that's it. And I and I even allowed them to advertise it on my page. I wasn't I wasn't upset about it. It's cool. We live in a society now where we're just cotton candy individuals now. We need to fucking toughen up. It's unfortunate what happened to Joy Styles. I hope it's I hope it's kayfabe. I hope it's a storyline. But for what I'm hearing in in the news outlets and such that it's actually genuine it's a shoot and he's actually been fired from it and it's just, it's very unfortunate and it's stupid i think it's really dumb and promotions need to back their fucking performers their entertainers whatever the case may be i've always mentioned before i say listen you're a representative of what you work for that's their company that's what they want whatever the case may be but if you knew joey styles you know what his personality is like you know what his character is like you know how he is as a professional this is what you you would expect you know, if you heard, you know, I even tell people before I interviewed them, I said, listen, if you've never heard my show, this is what my show's about. My show is this, this, that, and I, I'm serious. I keep it to, I keep it straight to the point. I try to be as honest as possible when I do this show. But if I have guests, I let them know, is there anything that is off limits that you don't want me to talk about? And for the most part, the majority of them say, no, we can talk about anything and let's talk about anything. Let's go. So, and I respect that. Guys, ladies, we really need to start toughening up. I'm even trying to toughen up my own child. To you know, she's a very sweet and sensitive girl, but I also tell her, listen, we, we, there's also fun. We we have to have fun. You know, we we can't sit there and just be. You know, I've, and I've always said, if it's funny, you're not in trouble. And to me, that Joey Styles comment, although it was kind of lame, I don't think it was offensive. I think it was. I, I think it was something that. It was really, really taken out of hand and it was really, you know, out of place. There's way too many sensitive people in the world. 
So, yeah, like I said, General Mission guys, uh, much love to you guys. I guess I'll let you guys post them on, on my page. You guys, haha, did it funny about me, but call a ceasefire because if, if you want to keep lobbing back and forth with me, it's, it's, it's going to get weird. <laughs> it's going to get weird. So, like I said, I have a special guest announcer on the show this week. I have NBA Hall of Famer Dikembe Matumbo in the building. So, um, Dikembe, let them know what's coming up in the next, in the next segment. Well, you know, Jay, I have to tell you, you, you're very right when it comes to with these sensitive people in this place. In Africa, we, we, we try to make joke and be funny, but it's, it, it, you get to a time where, where people start making those jokes about throwing spears and killing, killing lions and stuff. And I said, that's no joke. That's actually real. That's how we survive out there in the country. That's how we do. It's even in the cities, they kill lions. So no, there's no, there's no joke in that. But here, I know at the RSS, there's no, there's no bullshit. You guys do what you do here. And you go, no, 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 not in my house. <laughs> All right, there can be. All right, thanks. Just let me know. Let, let everybody know what's going to come up. The next segment coming up in the regular season sportscast is, man, we're talking sports and shit. All right, Dikembe. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Make sure you check us out once again at rageworks.net forward slash uh, podcast, trsspodcast.com. Call me when it's over.com with your host, uh, your girl's favorite artist, Josie's boy, and everything Rageworks. Hey, yo, there's so much content going down. The very, they, they, they got comic books. They have, they, they, it's, it's sports. It's, it's, it's video games. Shout out to my boy Slick. I haven't shouted him out in a long time on this, uh, on my show. Shout out to my guy Slick. That's my friend of me. That's my dude. I fox with him. It's my guy. We need to go out for beer soon enough. So, yeah. So, make sure you check everything out on RageWorks.net and be sure you check us out back here. We'll be back. Take you in a minute. It's probably like a second. You're listening. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host. You're listening to the regular season. You're listening to the regular season sports pod. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast. You're listening to the regular. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host, Jay. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host, Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host, Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host, You're listening to the regular season. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast. You're listening to the regular season. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host, Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay. You're listening to the reg. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with. You're listening to the regular season sports. You're listening to the regular season sports. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your. You're listening to. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're listening. To, you're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your. You're listening to the regular season sports. You're listening to the regular season sports. Po- you're listening to the regular season sports podcast. With, you're listening to the regular. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host Jay Sante. You're, li- you're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host. You're listening to the regular season. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast. You're listening to the regular season. You're listening to the regular season sports podcast with your host.
You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast with your host, Jay Sante. You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast with your host, Jay Sante. You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast with your host, Jay. You're listening to the Regular You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast. You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast. You're listening to the Regular Season You're listening to the Regular Season Sports Podcast with your host. Little podcast here. Whatever. No man. And to close out talking sports and we're going to talk UFC 205, which finally, finally oh, made its Christ. way to New York City. I'm sitting in here with one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying out as our possible new resident MMA analyst, specialist, whatever you want to call him. The Will. The Will is in, Hello, in, everyone. in, in the studio. You, uh, UFC 205 in New York City. Big success? Oh, yeah. Oh, it was fantastic. It was a great palate cleanser. Um, not to get into politics, but from the election, it was a great palate cleanser. It made a lot of people, you know, take a little steam off and uh, at the same time see a great show. See well, history happen. Well, we had the, we had, you know, the pretty much the, the weigh-ins and, you know, the press conferences and such, the pressers and all. And it was a humongous turnout at MSG. I didn't really know, um, New York City had that much of a, fan base when it came to MMA. Is it just MMA or is it just because of UFC in, in a whole or is it just the 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 relevance of it finally coming to the big city? Um I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I think uh they're it's a bit of both. Um the UFC put the sport on the map, but there has always been uh an underground passion for the sport um it's it's only because of the unions and because of uh a lot of these um people who want to like legislate um behavior who who see a sport that is on the surface really violent and want to control um what one can or cannot do but generally speaking there has always been a really good following of the sport and and practitioners of the sport it was in the cards because uh i actually saw a gentleman who was uh, part of the New York State? He worked for the New York State Athletic Commission, and I saw him. He 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 did the walk in with uh, Conor McGregor. Right. I know him personally because we worked at you know at the same site two years ago. He 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 said it, and we had a conversation. I said, "Is MMA coming to New York?" And he's like, "Yeah, it'll be here. It, it's it's gonna happen." You know, there's a lot of it, you know it, there was a you know as you said you know the the, the whole you know aspect in which people were were. Trying to gloss over and put over as, and you know, the the barbarian act and the gladiator, blah blah blah. But everything at the end was money. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, everything was was money. All back behind the door, uh, money action. So now that now that it's here, uh, the millions upon millions that it generated, uh, it's it's. I mean, not only for the for the product itself, but businesses alike. They they saw in a mass. Uh, 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 inflow, uh, inflow of of customers, bars right. were 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 seen. You know, just just everyone. Uh, I, I, it was it was amazing because even I saw pictures on social media and stuff places that you didn't know were going to show the fight or have customers. Like they were just low key spots. They were packed to the gills. Is this going to be something that you're going to see the new concurrent? Norm? Yeah, is this going to be Hopefully. the new boxing? Hope. Uh, it's 
here's the thing. Um, it's complicated. It, it can't really compare it to boxing because boxing has a lineage of of of, of a following and in in cultural um, connotations. Um, MMA, it's really new. It's a baby sport. It's the largest growing sport. I mean, the fastest growing sport in the world. But it's still very new. Um, the only, you know, equivalence to boxing that it has is that it's a combat sport. sport. How long were you following MMA? Because you play, you actually put me on. I remember we used to have conversations years ago. And I'd be like, man, that's gay, man. It's just guys rolling around with each other. Old, <laughs> and just grabbling. And you're like, yeah, but you watch pro wrestling. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> but no, how long were, how long have you been watching MMA? Like, um, I... Uh, 10, 15, maybe 20 years? Yeah, because I, I got, I, I remember watching it, seeing it in the, in the 90s. I remember when they were the first was going with Dan Seven and all that, and you know, Raise the Gracies and all that. Yeah. The Shamrocks. And I saw it and I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And then when it got more, a little bit more mainstream and stuff, I was like, man, this, this guys is grabbing each other. This is weird, man. This is weird. But then I got into it. You know, I, I watched when Strike Force used to come on. Right. Um, uh, the WEC, you know, I, I was into a little, slowly but surely I was growing into it and finally it just grabbed me like a Kimura lock. Is that a good term? Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a thing. Is, is it reaching? Am I reaching? <laughs> okay. But yeah, I, I got into it. Uh, but now I, I think this is the, I think that's the same thing what's happening with a lot of fans now because now it's, it's a thing to where, I'm 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 seeing and hearing individuals at work or you know on the train there. Just, Yo, did you see uh, 205 last night? Yo, this is crazy man, right. it's crazy. Uh, we we spoke we we brought up boxing before it, uh, uh, I go into the highs and lows of 205. Uh, there's that uh, back and forth banter between Mister Notorious One himself, Conor McGregor, and Floyd Mayweather. Good for the business or it's it's a gimmick. Yeah, it would it's it's a gimmick. It's um. It's just, you know, trying to borrow fans from each other. It, it would never happen, and if it did, it would be a, a, a clown show. It was just there. You know, it's it's comparing apple to oranges. They 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 don't do the same thing. Right. Kind of reminds me of back in the seventies when Muhammad Ali was uh, going at it with Gorilla Monsoon. That that kind right. of like trading off and stuff. Yeah, it's just sharing fans. Like, oh, if you're if if all your fans. Um, like I'm pretty sure that that we share a lot of fans, but um, some fans probably don't or don't follow. So this is a way to grab for those fans from both camps. Conor McGregor, uh, best fighter uh, at this point right now in the, in the UFC. No, you're who do you think right now? Demetrius Johnson. You're a big you're a big Demetrius fan. He is pound for pound best in the world. That kid is his hands are like lightning. In a bottle, he, he is everything. Yeah, it's such a it's such a it's like dynamite. It's like a, a small a small pack, you know, packs a punch for. Yeah, a he is mighty mouse. Yeah, yeah. Mighty, mighty mouse, and literally. Um, but McGregor, just a showman, or is is he's legit? He's got absolute skills. He's he he puts his you know he puts he puts his money where his mouth is, and he wins. Mm. And that's that's. Um, that's all you can say about him, you know. I don't think um, that he'll be back at forty-five. I think he's going to stay at fifty-five and try to maybe go higher. Mm. I don't think he can make forty-five anymore. Um, he's complained about the weight cut before, and is there anybody at forty-five he can fight? Like, and like that, that's another thing. Yeah. That's that's the second point. Um, he's either beaten um, the the top contenders or. Um, 
the other contenders have been beaten by people he's beaten. Right. So there's really nobody for him to fight at 45 anyway. Uh, for 205, the women came out. Do you think they were represented in New York City? You know, Misha Tate, she's saying she's done. Uh, is, 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 is the women's division going to excel with this new audience in New York City? I mean, one thing I, I like about MMA is that the fans appreciate talent. Mm. And, it, you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, race, gender, whatever. It's all about the talent. So Misha Tate is, has legit skills, but in that last fight, you can tell that she wasn't quite there. She, was, she had one foot out anyway, and, you know, her announcement at the end was evident, evident of that. So mm. um, I think she is the best person in the women's division to become an analyst. She is beautiful. She is good on the mic. She... You know, she is knowledgeable of the sport in every aspect. And she's a, a former champion. You couldn't ask for a better analyst. Rhonda, is she going, is she out the door? Uh, she also has another, a foot out the door. She, she keeps saying that, you know, she wants to do other, other things, but WWE is calling. <laughs> They're calling. That's probably her only lead in right now because the movies have if you've seen her acting you know where that's going what she's not she's not meryl streep she's not she's i just, mean who is <laughs> she's not cutting the mustard over there she is terrible <laughs> i saw i saw somewhere on on youtube i believe it was on watch mojo they had a list of athletes who should play superheroes and she was like labeled as probably the next she hulk and i'm like oh that would be terrible what acting chops that's <laughs> if like, you anything if you know anything about she hulk she hulk She's a lawyer. Like she's one, a lawyer. <laughs> Two, she is the first character to do that whole Deadpool thing, yeah. where, she, where she breaks the fourth, fourth wall, wall yeah. and she like banter's with, with with the reader. Yeah, Rhonda's not doing that. You need a lot of depth to pull off. Yeah. She Hulk. She Hulk is one of the most dynamic characters in all of comics. Yeah. You need someone with chops. You know, it, it's kind of like. Um, a perfect storm, kind of like a, when Wesley Snipes was a... Blade. Blade. You know, someone who has the acting chops, and he's a fifth-degree black belt. Mm. Oh, it goes hand-in-hand. Hand. It goes hand-in-hand. Hand. It was just, like, perfect. Uh, so Highs and lows of, of 205. Uh, what do you think was, like, a, a low point for 205? Like, what, what fight? What, uh, what, didn't, what do you think didn't go over well? Um, that um, Woodley Wonder Boy... Uh, decision was was kind of troublesome um i, I thought, didn't think the fans or first of all i don't think anyone understood what was the 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 the, the match call at the end i mean, i know how joe rogan tried to explain yeah, it yeah it's it, um the, it was called the majority decision i mean majority um draw but um when they were it was given to buffer buff um it was they he he read it as majority majority decision right so when he read it as that, um, it it generally means that one person won by most of the votes. Right. But in in actuality, it's like most people said it was a draw. Right. Okay. So and, and and it didn't really. I mean, it didn't change. It, do, it doesn't it change the the outcome. Like like Woodley still kept the belt. It right. Was just it was just a miswording. Right. Um, issue there. I think it was not uh, a draw. I think that the Yonjeshek uh, and um, Kovacievich fight right. should have been a draw. Right. But um, 
Woodley definitely. By the way, you're, you're such a pro by not by nailing them names. That was like <laughs> I, I, I would have probably threw up after saying your almost gagged doing it's not like I'm saying something in reverse. Uh, JJ and KK. That's <laughs> there we go. That's what we I generally call them. Uh the um the Cuban kid. Joe Romero? Yeah. He showed he showed his grit. That 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 was a that was a spotlight for him right there to show off. That, that I I enjoyed his. Uh, did you see his entrance? Uh, did why did Whiteman get hit with um, a suspension? He has to. I think I think he got. I think he got. No, no, it's, saw, it's mandatory. Um, I think he got. I think I saw any, a report. Any, any knockout um, loss is a mandatory um, six month suspension. Oh, so oh, okay, that's what, okay because it, 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 there, there was reports stating that there was four that was four uh, suspensions that was hit. Um, so yeah, I think I think that was his. I think that was his um his time to shine in in front of that New York City crowd. Uh, that was tough for him, man. He needed that win. Yeah, it was it, it was at you know and Whiteman lost at home. It's at like, home, that is such a tough. Rocky went down. It's like Jesus, that's just, it's the, rock, the, the whole Rocky comparison. I mean, he they they tried to sell him as this uh you know icon of New York, and nobody. He's just this dull dude. <laughs> he is such a boring I guy. Know. Yeah. It, but he listen. He he rolled the, the the silver win. He he rolled the train, uh, and I guess this this was the time for him to get off. <laughs> this is, it was time to you know. Um, he can still make a comeback. I mean, this was bad. This is as bad as he, as it he could take it. But he could you know he still has a, a window to to make up for this. Were you shocked by um Alvarez's uh his 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 I guess preparation for McGregor? I was shocked that he was shocked. <laughs> He went in there, he got hit, and he had this look on his face like, oh, what happened? It's like, dude, you're in a fight with a guy who was a knockout artist. <laughs> that happens. It happens. Like, the, you, you could tell the guy is over. Like, he fights at a lower division, but he's still taller than you. Right. You do see that he's taller than you. So it takes, you know, he, all he did was keep an extra 10 pounds on him. And he was in there to punch you with it. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was going, he's going to bring that up. Uh, Wait with him, right? Like, I have no idea what was going through um Alvarez's head. Do you think he got exposed? Or was just McGregor that good to do that to, to Cerrone? Exposed him. Mm. Is there is is there is there any possibility that Cerrone and uh, McGregor could step in? Oh, that would be beautiful. I know that's. I think that's like the the fantasy warfare that people are looking but for. I I don't think um Cerrone should fight at fifty five. He looks so good at seventy. He looks so dominant. He looks so healthy. That if you've ever if you've seen him fight at fifty five, he looks drained. He looks like a mummy. He's just he's just not the same fighter. Yeah. All right. So just to wrap it up, your your your, your thoughts of two hundred five was um, iconic. Yeah. It 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 it. it, it Were you like me? Were you? Was it an, an intoxicating quote unquote experience? Um, I was intoxicated. <laughs> Um, at the time, um, but it was brilliant. Every every fight um, delivered. Um, looking back at it, I wasn't really disappointed by anything. I was I was shocked by all three top billings. Mm. I was I was rooting for the for, for the um, for the other person. <laughs> Those who I I called, I called every other fight accurately except for the top three. Whoops. And those um, so. Um, that I, I I felt uh, humbled by that. All right, so pretty much we'll be bringing you in. We're gonna whenever we have a uh, some MMA to talk, there'll be much to discuss. Sure. This is your this is your trial basis. Trial we're gonna, basis. Yeah, we're gonna have you about it. So once again, the will 
stops by. We're talking MMA, UFC, and such. What have you? Maybe next time it'll be about um. Oh, that's his child. Almost done. All right, guys. We're gonna make sure we check this out. We're gonna go out, going into Jay and Sally's NFL previews and reviews and our picks. So be sure. You check us out here. The Kembe Motombo. What do we got lined up? I like the conversation that you have. You guys are funny. You guys know what you're talking about. You know, I just want to say to you people that, you know, when I play basketball, I did a lot of rejections. And UFC did not reject anybody. They loved it. Yeah. Number one in Africa. All right. Thanks, um, the Kembe. What the hell was he talking about? Okay. We'll be back. Uh, and if. <laughs> I know you. Speak me. I know you. <laughs> NFL. Jesus. Jay and Sally coming up. Stick around. She loves daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. Yeah, I gotta get used to the equipment. I just tagged everything here. I have like numbers that are joined to the microphones and the headphones and all that stuff. I gotta make sure. Is your mic on? Hello? Yeah, yeah, you're on. Hey! Hey! Hello! Hey, hey, hello! Alright, guys, this is Game Time with James Sully. This is what we're doing over here. Gotta run this through quick. Don't have much time to chitter chatter, diddle daddle. We got a lot of stuff going on here on this end. I gotta make sure you tighten it up. Uh, Today's the last one. No, no, we got way more to go, girl. Yeah, way more to go. We still got another. Uh, it's about another seven more games left to go, somewhat. So, yeah, I just want to go and briefly. I was gonna say if this was the last one, you was gonna cry. <laughs> oh, that video <laughs> was hilarious. <laughs> I can't show Sally a video of uh, of <laughs> it was Woody coming out of the box in Toy Story two, and somebody made a meme of it that said uh. When you when you take a dump and you feel ten pounds lighter, <laughs> you just have to see it. Like if you use the bathroom. Yeah, when you after you take a dump. All right, so last week you came in at seventy one sixty and two. I came in at at seventy three fifty eight and two. And Maddie is slowly but surely trying to get back in the game at sixty seventy two and two. Got to tell you, last week, hmm. once again, we both tied. We went nine and five, nine wins. We picked nine winners, and um. Out of fourteen, so which makes this oh, and Maddie, Maddie went eight and six. So once again, he's trying to climb back in. So what, Maddie's now um, sixty-eight, seventy-eight and two. Sally, you are sixty. Uh, excuse me, you're eighty, sixty-five and two. Is that good? Yes, very good. And you're and I am eighty-two, sixty-three and two. You are only two games behind me. So you're 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 there. You're yeah. there. You're at, a little bit at past the halfway point. So. Uh, yeah, uh, games last week were very, very close. There were some key, key games, very crucial games. I think, uh, you did pretty well with picking, uh, uh, underdog teams and also picking games in which you know I thought would be the easy one. You know what's you crazy? What's crazy? I just picked the logo. <laughs> that, because you told me, I was like, I was like, oh, it is. Is like the Vikings getting good? Yeah. Is the Saints getting good? And the Saints are That's actually the, getting good, and the Vikings. Yes. So but, this is this is the experiment. That's why. Shh, 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 shh. 
How you gonna hush me on my show? <laughs> that I do that every day. <laughs> but um, but um, then you said, oh, just pick a, a random logo that you think it's good or not. Right, but you, but it's also good that you ask me questions about who's playing well or not. So yes, since you requested it last week, yeah, I'm bringing it back, and here we go. This is so good. I feel like I should dance into this music. Little Street Fighter theme for everybody. If you guys don't know. If you guys don't know. The crazy part is that I never played Street Fighter. Oh, I'll get you on it. I know, shocking, right? Nah, we'll get you up on it. Alright, so, we've got the Thursday night game. The Saints versus the Panthers, and you chose... I actually chose the Saints. I chose the Saints as well. The Saints are riding high. You see, it looks like slowly but surely they're trying to get back into get back into form. Although they had a tough loss last week, Aww. they still look like they're having everything fall into place. They're trying to get their running game back with Mark Ingram. Drew Brees is slowly but surely getting back into the fold. I think, honestly, this should be a turning point game for them. They're playing the Panthers, and the Panthers are not playing well. We also have the Sunday game, Cardinals versus the Vikings, and you chose... I chose the Vikings. I chose the Cardinals here. The Vikings, pretty much, they picked up a win last week. Uh, Excuse me, no, sorry. They're on a four-game losing streak. They started off... uh, on five and zero, oh, and now have lost four straight. Vikings are not the Vikings that they used to be. It's tough That's for me because sad. they actually—I actually have them as my defense on fantasy football, and I'm thinking that they should be able to get back into form, and they're pretty much not getting into place. That's pretty confusing and sad. But the Vikings is not a bad pick for you because the Vikings are playing at home, and the Cardinals. Well, they have a people. The Cardinals are. They're- they're they're just they, they're trying to hold form in the AFC in the NFC West. They're, the they're getting up. They're they're, co- they're like near level five. <laughs> they're level five. They're so it's like it's it's so close. So it's so close. <laughs> Bills and Bengals. We got the next one card. The Bills and Bengals. You chose. I chose the Bills. I am going with the Bengals. The Bengals had a tough loss last week against the Giants. Uh, especially seeing as though that the Giants defense held them held them to a, a low passing yardage, which is not very Andy Dalton-like. Yes, Sally. Oh, you're very happy that yes, you're very happy. <laughs> I'm just happy. Uh, the Bills are. I gotta tell you, <laughs> they're still trying to be in. You know, they're on a three-game losing streak, but they're not too far back in the hunt for the wild card. It's it's, it's it could be a toss-up for them on that end as well. You have the next one o'clock. You have the Giants and the Bears. You chose. I actually chose. The Giants. As well as you should because the Jer- the, the, the Bears. The Jairs. The, the Jairs. The Bears are just, yeah, if they're a light color of a poo, they're like a light color brown of poo. They're not dark it's brown. Like, it's like, it's like, this is an example. It's like when you go near the sand and you really need to use the bathroom, but then like your butt is all sandy. So when you use a bathroom, there's like sand on. Yeah, you have a sandy butt. Yeah. Okay, so the Bears are sandy butt. The Giants are playing 
as a team that needs to be fighting in the NFC East with the dominating Cowboys, but they are right on the heels with a four-game winning streak. Next 1 o'clock, you have the Steelers versus the Browns, and you chose... I chose the Steelers because Browns, they're just the Browns. Yeah, they are very brown. They are the darkest of doo-doo brown. I got to tell you, the Steelers came up a tough loss last week over the shootout with the Cowboys. Uh, lost it in a closing. Oh, wait, wait, of the wait, game. wait! I know we're saying like Browns is the poo poo, but if there's people that are the Browns fans and you're listening to us, we are sorry. This is <laughs> our um, thinking. Yeah, this is so our this is our don't opinions. get mad at us. Subscribe to us. I'm not lying. TRSSpodcast.com. Yes, but but I'm sorry that we think that you're gonna just the same thing as the Bears. Um, yeah. We apologize. Yeah, Steelers a are running lot. a four-game losing streak. I'm, I'm upset because I had Roethlisberger on the bench, and he actually did very well for my fantasy team, and he was on the bench. Oh, Buccaneers and Chiefs. You chose. I chose the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers came off a win last week. They're on four and five right now, still in the NFC South hunt. Only two games behind the Falcons. I chose the Chiefs. Mm. The Chiefs are slowly but surely uh, showing signs of trying to clear out space between themselves and the Raiders. They're on a five-game winning streak, so I took the Chiefs in this one playing at home. Mm. Ravens and Cowboys, you chose? I chose... The Ravens. Ravens, I don't know. Ravens are coming off a two, uh, coming off a big win on a two-game winning streak. Uh, I gotta tell you, if there's a team that I think would upset the Cowboys this week, it would be the Ravens. But I chose the Cowboys this week. Got uh, another one o'clock. The Jaguars and the Lions. You chose. I chose the Jaguars. The Lions are coming in at five and four at the top of the NFC North. That division is it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened? You did not tell me all of this. That's all right. The Jaguars are on a four-game losing streak, Aww. two and seven. I'm so I'm so sad about the Jaguars. I actually wanted them to be more more of a dominating team. Aww. Next one o'clock, you have the Titans and the Colts. You chose the 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 Titans. I chose the Titans as well. Titans are five yeah. and five on a one-game winning streak. One game, yeah, one game winning streak. They won one game this past week. Marcus Mariota, DeMarco, uh, DeMarco Murray, those guys were going off on the Packers last week. I must say, <laughs> behind Derek Carr in that draft, I thought Mar- Marcus Mariota was the better spot than Jameis Winston. And I still think that that kid is going to be an elite, elite quarterback. Um, Do you know what I feel about the Titans? What's that? I feel like, you know, like those Giants and they're like, it's an anime. So it's like, like the people have to like kill the titans. Right. That's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I just so think of it like that. The four o'clock game. You have the Rams and the uh, the Rams and the Dolphins. You chose. I chose the Rams. The Rams are coming up for win last week. It's four. They're four and five. And wow. um, the Dolphins. Ah uh, man, I, I'm 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 really wanting to get Dolphins? more. I'm really wanting to get more. Uh, more consistency out of their running game and possibly once that happens it opens up their passing game as well they're five and four and they're riding a four game winning streak so certain stuff are clicking on that end i chose the dolphins at this one playing in the rams home 
You got the Patriots and the 49ers. You chose? I chose the Patriots. I chose the Patriots as well. The Patriots are coming off a tough loss last week on the Sunday night game against the Seattle Seahawks. It was a great game. Like a lot of games I said this past week, they were close. They were uh, Many games were lost by under a touchdown. 49ers are just a lighter shade of doo-doo off of <gasps> the Let's just uh, say, let's just say, they're just brown. Okay, they're just brown. But tan, but, they're tan. Yes, but um, like the same thing that I said. If you were a 49ers <laughs> fan, we rhymed that thing, okay? Right. We have the um, Eagles versus the Seahawks. You chose. I chose the Seahawks. Of course you chose the Seahawks. Like I said, the Seahawks came up a big win last week against the Patriots, in which they who they faced in the Super Bowl two years ago. Mm-hmm. Seahawks seem to have everything meshing and going well right now. Got big plays coming out from their wide receivers, and their defense are starting to hold up stronger. Uh, the Eagles, well, the Eagles are 5-4. You four. know what they're I heard? They're in the cellar, and they're trying to find their way back. Yes, baby. That, like... The Eagles, the Seahawks, they're like all type of birds. <laughs> I'm glad that you noticed that. We have the 8.30 game for Sunday night. is the Packers versus the Redskins, and you chose? I chose the Packers because Redskins, like, I know you're a fan, but that sounds to me a, a, a bit. No, but other people that are listening oh. to us, all right? Yeah, you're I right. wasn't talking to you, oh, okay. okay? You're right. It's just Redskins isn't my thing because every single episode I I did not choose the Redskins. I know it's a whole racist thing. I know I get it. The Packers <laughs> are coming off a tough loss last week against, like I said earlier, the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what's going on in that section. I know their running game is pretty much not what it used to be. Eddie Lacy has been out. I saw, I, I've seen that um, Aaron Rodgers is uh, pretty much throwing he doesn't seem to have much weapons as much. Jordy Nelson is there, but is not as efficient as he used to be. Adams has been a uh, an open receiver for him, but yet has not been able to help him out to get in the end zone. And finally, we have the Texas and the Raiders, and you chose? I chose the Raiders. I chose the Raiders as well. That's my team going in right now in the AFC. I'm still rocking with them. They're coming off a bye this week. Hopefully, we can get everybody healthy and safe, ready to push out and go through and take the AFC West. And that was our picks. Yeah. Alrighty, so so we got to finish your homework. Yeah. All right, guys. Make sure you check out the regular season sportscast on Facebook at regular season sportscast, as well as on Instagram. At regular season sports, be sure you check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi. Check out my Facebook page at J Santi as well as on YouTube, the regular season sportscast. TRSSpodcast.com is where you can get all these episodes, this one and all the previous ones. I got a lot of episodes going on. Wow. Who knew I would be here this long? All right, guys. We'll be back. Uh, the Kembe, just let him know. You got a big interview coming. It's an interview. I'm excited to see. I'm really excited. All right, the Kembe. All right, all right, all right. All right. Interview coming up. Guys from Brie Combination Wrestling, step in the studio. Check that out. We're getting it now. Uh, the Kembe, did you just fart? Ew. That wasn't me. Whatever. Oh, Sally. Mm-hmm. I forgot to do something. Oh. She loves daddy. He thinks she's funny. It's game time with Jay and Sally. Say goodbye, Sally. Say goodbye. Bye. I said bye. Say bye.
ऐसा बाय बाय You know, once you told me you was from Brownsville, I had to represent. Oh, no question. You know I had to bring in that MOP. Oh, I'm feeling that. I was about to send you high in the like team, but I don't even want to do the interview now. I just want to listen to MOP the whole time. <laughs> I just, I'm about to get dug out. Where's my 40 at? Where's my St. Eyes at? Shit. Fuck that. My 40 at St. Eyes. I think this fits BCW as well. Promotional. Ooh, cold as ice. Cold as ice, baby. What's going on, everybody? Listen, I got to tell you. Usually, like I said in the, before we kicked off here, I usually have a, 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 a certain talent squad that comes through here when it comes to wrestling. This time, I had to open up the doors because New York is just not one promotion. New York is a plethora. You like when I use words like that. Thank you, guys. I know you <laughs> like when I use words. We are a plethora of promotions that are here in New York. Shots fired. Mm. Shots fired. But I'm here with the guys from Bree Combination Wrestling. We got the man himself, the owner, Mr. Anthony Cole himself. Where's, 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 where's my round of applause at? Stand up, people. Stand up. God damn it. And the rest of the guys in the building, I just got to say, um, introduce yourselves because I already forgot. I've been drinking wine. This shit is all fucked up. So, Mr. Mr. Pete Rosado, is it? That's right. That's Mr. right. The, the, the what voice. the fuck you do with BCW? Well, they call me the voice of BCW. I am the lead commentator for BCW and also work with, very closely with Mr. Anthony Cole and the, the backstage going ons and the development of this company as a whole. So whose ass did you have the kids to get this position? <laughs> a lot. Mm, a lot. Four, four, four years in the business and a very, very oh, lucky break. A very, very lucky break and a blessed meeting and i got here you're a young man yeah you you seem as though that you have uh seen uh limited time in 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 the in the world of wrestling uh what makes you the voice like uh, shit i've been doing this shit for me hold on wait i got beef hold on how the fuck you are the voice and i ain't getting this shit yet (laughs) well you're more than welcome to sit at the commentary table any day and try and call a bcw show with me sitting alongside me like aj pan does and like men like the grim reefer have done remember i called the first bcw show by myself hasn't been done since the great joey styles in ecw so that was your fault all right now now, now i know who to blame for that shit and who we got on the other end over there what's what's your what's your name guy yo me llamo general romero and, oh, we got a, what we got, Boricua over there? Got a Boricua no, yo soy de España, Barcelona, España. Oh, Barcelona. Oh, shit. Papi, you could take the microphone and put it right into your face. It's not a bicho. It's okay. It's a microphone. So you can put it there. You're good. Tu si tienes chiste, eh? You got a lot of joke, huh? For what, uh, for all, um, for all you guys that are watching on Facebook Live, we don't have SAP. We don't have English. It's a, yeah, we don't have the translator. So you're going to have to Google translate that shit. And uh, what's your job, Papi? What do you, what do you do for the company? Yo soy un, sup- un super estrella. I'm a BCW superstar, General Romero, el líder de Bri Cartel. Yo soy I'm a leader of a cartel. Que... His Spanish is limited, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, no, no. I try to speak. I try to speak both languages. You know, because I have great tutors in España, great teachers that show me the ropes. Uh, 
What happened? So, Rosetta Stone was too expensive. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, cállate tu coño. No, but uh, listen, if you want, you could turn the gimmick down a little bit. So it's cool. <laughs> and my boy, you got my boy Anthony Colin here. Yo, what's up, man? Listen, you got the shades going on and shit. Oh, all day, man. The, you know my future's so bright. I gotta keep the shades on, man. You can put the mic next to your face too. It's not a, it's not a black dick. It's cool. You can put it up there. <laughs> yeah, nah, this too small, man. <laughs> I mean, if I'm comparing it to what, mine, uh, I'm sorry. Well, do tell, Mister Cole. Do tell. Well, by the way, since you mentioned it, are those gay bands or Ray bands? Which one of those? So. Mr. I'm I'm astounded by because we we spoke before the mics went hot. I'm astounded by how you came up with actually putting together a wrestling promotion because these days it's not an easy task to do. Having having a wrestling promotion is not an easy thing to come up with, especially where you're from. Like I said, you're from Brownsville. If you guys don't know about Brownsville, if you're in other parts of uh, of the country, Brownsville is basically a place. If you don't have a gun, then you're not really from Brooklyn. (laughs) It's like it's it's like it's like putting on a stamp on an envelope. It's necessary. So if you're from Brownsville, you have to have a gun. That's just no a question. You left yours in the car? Nah. Oh I'm shit! Like, I forgot to pat me down. I'm going. Oh, you good? Oh shit! <laughs> it might it might be. He's black, so. <laughs> so I, what? What? I mean, out of everything, and like I said, I'm gonna go the stereotypical route. You know, from Brownsville, from Brooklyn, we from we we hood. What happened? Rap game wasn't calling it. Like, well, I said, with the the hip hop game wasn't you know wasn't what? making it. You know what? The hip hop game is good. You either man. got you know, I got some facets in the hip hop game right now. We've done a couple of showcases. Got a couple of artists signed to my to my parent company, Bree Combination Entertainment. Shameless plug. Well, okay, <laughs> yeah. we good. But uh, nah, the and I can't take all the credit for BCW. Like I said, you know, it was uh, Georgia, my boy Flex, who gave me that call at three thirty in the morning, saying, "Listen, we got the comedy, we got the poetry. What you think about this wrestling?" Right. And my first thought was, "Yo, it's three thirty in the morning, y'all crazy? <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, Fuck y'all man. smoking for real? <laughs> and why it ain't over here?" But um, <laughs> but then um, he Flex said to me, he "Goes, yo, Bree Combination Wrestling, BCW, BCW." And when he said it, it, it just was like getting struck by lightning. And I jumped up and I was like, all right, so what we got to do to make this happen? So I sat down with Flex. I sat down with the general. And uh, we put our heads together. We had we had one set of core guys in the beginning. But, you know, as a company grows, it goes through its changes. So we had to change a couple of faces, change a couple of places. But, uh, you know, we back in business now. Not that we were ever out of business, but we back better than ever. Were you, you, know? um, were you a big wrestling fan coming up? I was definitely a big wrestling fan. I remember staying up till 11.30, my mom yelling at me because I'm like, Ma, it's Saturday Night Heat. Come on. I got to see that Hulk Hogan going to be on this one. Right. She'd be like, boy, you better go to bed. I'm get like, your ass to right. sleep. You know? Shit. So, you you know? better get this ass whipping. You want to see some You want to see some wrestling, motherfucker. Right. Uh-huh. There's some shit going down. You know, and then you, as a kid, you, you could never contain the excitement. So me and my brothers, we would make tents in the living room and put the lamps underneath the tents like we were in the movie theater. My mother would come in there and she would raise Holy hell. <laughs> I had to see Hulk Hogan, though. You but, know? Well, well, all you guys, like, I mean, you have to have some type of element of being a wrestling fan. Pete, when, when you, you, of course, you, you seem to be a fan, especially with the, your commentating style. I mean, your shit is so generic. Like, it, but in a good way. Don't take it offensive. <laughs> Don't take it in a bad way. I'm not trying to be offensive here. Wink, wink. <laughs> No, but you have already like the, the, the standard of what the commentary should sound like. You, this is something that you saw growing up. Like, this had to be like very old school Jim Ross, uh, uh, 
WCW style. Well, so I'm I'm really kind of the, the young the young man in the group. Um, you know, I you don't look a day over forty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born in the late '80s, so I really was born into the tail end of the Hulk Hogan's, the tail end of the NWA, beginning of the WCW. So I didn't really get into wrestling until I was about like four or five. I mean, you, I probably watched it when I was one, two, three years old, but I don't remember it. Right. Um, the first uh, wrestling that I was exposed to um, was the early 90s WWF, um, especially really, really big when Flair uh, came over the WWF from WCW for the first time right. in the Royal Rumble and things like that. So that's kind of what I grew up on, but I really credit my grandfather um, with really getting me into the old school wrestling. My grandfather was the first to show me old school NWA tapes. Wow. Um, it's funny because you said that, and a lot of people who come through these shallowed hallways of TRSS studios – as you can see, it's like such an immaculate place. Oh, but everybody <laughs> says that it's the same two individuals. It's either the grandfather or the uncle that opens yeah. your eyes to mm -hmm. wrestling. So you saw the NWA. Yeah, uh, I, I saw the NWA. The Nick Bockwinkle. Obviously, the, yeah. Watching, the Larry Zabisco. So my biggest thing, and, and to this day, um, it's probably the one time I was the most starstruck when meeting a wrestler. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Horseman. Okay. Um, especially, oddly enough, I'm the big Arn Anderson fan. Mm. Yeah, because not really anybody. If you'd have said Ole, I'd have been like, right, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> no, if you'd have said Ole Anderson, I'd say, you might no. as well have voted for Trump. Get the fuck I, out. <laughs> I, I, don't get me wrong. I love I love Flair, and Flair is obviously the pedestal of when it comes to wanting to cut promos and things like that. But mm -hmm. Arn Anderson, to me, was always the guy to look up to because I was never, you know, and it kind of goes back to the old Arn Anderson promo. I was never the biggest guy in the room. I was never the tallest guy in the room, the fastest, and things like that. But I always sought to make the most out of whatever opportunity was handed to me, um, which was a lot like what Arn Anderson would say when he'd get in the ring. You know, you made sure that the fans left with their money's worth. Um, especially what you learned now that Arn was basically like the machine. He was the, right. he was the, he was the cog in that big machine mm -hmm. to help him move along. Uh, so it's like you, you, you put your money on the right guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, grew, up, grew up during the Attitude Era, of course. Like a lot of people watched the ECW. I wasn't – and the funny thing is I watched more VCW after it happened. Then while it was actually going on, because you know I come from the Bronx and I'm a poor Rican, which means I have no money. Um, you too. Yeah. Like, cue the music. <laughs> you know. So I I couldn't really watch it. <laughs> I remember. I remember when the WWF, when the WWE, I should say, even went over to TNN and it was stopped being. You know, before it went to when it left USA, before it went to Spike. Uh, I mean, before it went back to USA, I should say. Um, I couldn't watch Raw for a couple of years because mm -hmm. I didn't have TNN. Same reason why I couldn't watch ECW back in the day. And I didn't have the knowledge of, you know, the buying the videotapes and, and watching ECW on pay-per-view and things like that. So I watched it more after the fact. So I'm a huge wrestling fan. Of Was commentary automatically the thing you wanted to do or did you want to – I, did you want to get in a ring and take the bumps? I wanted it? to. I wanted to, but I always saw myself as more of the promo guy, more of a manager. My biggest uh, idol growing up was Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, see, mm, Bobby. See, you see, you came in when he when he first came into the TRS studios. He was already earning points because he's a Funko guy. He started talking my lingo, and then now he's talking about <laughs> one of the greatest, one of the greatest managers of all time. And I'm sorry, but. Heyman actually took over. I, right, yeah, no, Heyman. Heyman, 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 Heyman. But Heenan was my guy. Yeah, I think Heenan. I was, was the same way too. I came in, I watched wrestling. I said, God, I want to do not that because I don't want to fucking take a bump. I don't want right. to take a close. But managing and like something other than being a wrestler was my calling. El General. Oh, you're deep, loco, con your bang, bang, bang. Habla conmigo. Hey, we in the heights now. Yeah. <laughs> You've been a wrestling fan for a long time? Yes. And, uh, 
he's gonna fuck me up with his damn. <laughs> he, <laughs> he really just, liked Tito Santana. He, I, I, I was about to say, were you like a Tito, a uh, uh, Savio Vega kind of guy? Like, no, a mí me gustó Adrián Adonis, Adrian Adonis, Rick Martel, Ted DiBiase. He's old así. school for real. Like that's an old, that's lo, an old school yeah. 80s class. Lo rudo que son rudo de the heel is a real heel that nothing fancy just strictly beat your butt. Did you like Adrian Adonis or did you like adorable Adrian Adonis? Like, I liked them all the way from NWA to WWE. I liked them all the way around. Yeah. He was one of the best to me. Yeah, that and that's actually a good that's actually a good wrestler to look at when it comes to being a heel, especially the mm -hmm. way he transitioned because mm -hmm. he was a business guy. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, they went to him and said, "Listen, we want you to put makeup on and walk around, and we're gonna have you do the flower shop." And he said, "Okay, I'm gonna make it work." So that, or do you think that when you you know start walking your way through the wrestling path? That you're going to be able to be that flexible because not many guys in the business can't do that. If 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 Mr. Cole wants you to wear a dress, are we wearing a dress tomorrow? <laughs> well, if you haven't seen my gimmick, <laughs> you know what, what? And if you keep pissing me off, maybe I show you tonight. Oh shit! Would you piss me off? Are we going to be alone I, or with everybody? Because it depends <laughs> on the guy. I want to be there for that. I, I, I don't, don't know. know. How much <laughs> you know I'm good. I, you know, I, maybe, I, I wonder how much wine I'm going to be needing tonight. Maybe, <laughs> Anthony Cole, maybe you you could tell him what I do when I get upset in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, TRSS. I tell you this much right now. At our at our next show, actually, this might be a reality for for it the general. Might be. He yeah. has a huge match coming up against Grim Reefer, and and Grim Reefer has. Is it going to be as smoky in the ring as it is in this fucking apartment? No, no. But if, if Grim, my, my man in the back is vaporing it up like. Tremendous. <laughs> if Grim Reefer wins, the stipulation is that the general has to wear a bra for a couple of months. Look uh, and look at and look at what how how did that happen? How did uh -huh. I know that? Because so what you get, what you get me upset. Signs over there. Listen, what you get me upset? I take my straps off and everybody wows. <laughs> oh, oh! At, at the money maker that I have. Oh, wait a minute, hold on. I got, I got a sound effect for that shit. Let's go, Poppy. Let's go. Ooh, 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 Mr. Cole. Oh shit! How is it that? You you get the ball rolling. You get the you get you get the 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 people involved. They they they, they you tell them. I said, listen, I'm ready. To, you know, ready to put in for for a wrestling promotion. That niggas in the hood go, are you out of your fucking mind? What the oh, fuck wrong with you? Or were they all drunk on Hennessy when they, when you said this shit? First of all, <laughs> no, the first reaction was just that. They like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about, man? <laughs> I'm like, yo, I want to get the guys in the ring and have them wrestling. They like, and and them little fucking tidy whiteies. Like, don't worry about that. Like, they they gonna be all right. They like, nah, I can't sign on for this. Nah, shit. I'm good. <laughs> right. Nah, I'm good. We had a couple of guys in tidy whiteies on our last <laughs> yeah, show, actually, and that was the fans. That wasn't even the wrestlers. That was the fans. <laughs> so you get this. You get. You finally got. You get the hood behind you, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you you. What what was it like doing your first night? Like I, I you know, oh, being being from like I said, being from the hood. Like we we probably done seen, heard, whatever. But to start a wrestling promotion must have been like a whole fucking. It must have been a new thing for you to be feeling like a new a new idea for you. It was a completely different situation. Like you know, certain situations are just like you speak to one person, you tell them this is what it is, this is what you're gonna do. We lay out the blueprint. There's no change in the blueprint, right? right? And the wrestling, there's so many moving parts. You have to you know design every match, and not even only do you have to design every match, you have to design each match from two standpoints. You have to design it from 
a business owner, is this match going to put asses in the seats? But then you also have to design it as a fan. Like, am I going to want to see this match? Am I going to want to invest 15 minutes of my life to see these two in the ring? Right? So, you know, the reality of it is I had to really get people behind this. Because people, some of my, some of my friends from the hood were like, man, we fight every day. I'm like, <laughs> To see somebody fight, I can go yeah. beat him up and get paid. Shit. Right, so, so. Get our own fucking fight wars right, on the right, right, right. Like, like, own I don't shit. need to go Kimbo Slice. Right. Like, yeah. I need you, nigga. Shit. We got our own shit going on. <laughs> but, it, it, but once you get it, are you hands on when all that stuff? Because oh, there's, yeah. there's, there's some owners or, or, or of promotions that just like they, they leave it to. You know the bookers and and, and the, you know creative to get it together. Are you hands on when everything comes off? Yeah, I'm hands on. I speak to every wrestler personally. I speak to um, you know the New York State Athletic Commission. I speak to the doctors. I speak to everyone. You know, I make sure that there's no surprises when those doors open up at six. Speaking of which, are you guys are you guys are nervous about what's coming down for the next year with the, the nah, New York City? Not at all. We looked through we looked through that paperwork from the New York State Athletic Commission. The requirements that they have, we've already met those requirements. So okay. Okay. We're, we're business I mean, you know, there, there was some that may say that, you know, especially when it came to how the heels are supposed to uh, basically some may feel that they're, they're getting handcuffed. Do you think that is going to be a problem? With with your 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 stars and your promotion? Nah, not at all. I mean, from from what the New York um, State Athletic Commission is requiring, like I said, uh, all of the stipulations that they have, we've met those. So. We, we won't have any issues, even like the big issue with everyone needing an EMT there, an ambulance there with EMT workers. We, mm. we can facilitate that as well already. So, Pete, yeah. you talked about uh, doing commentary alone. I do the show basically by myself. Right. And I, I basically, like I said, I've done, I do it for an hour and a half to about two and a half hours. And it's just me blowing wind like ridiculously. <laughs> No, no, seriously. It's just like sometimes I I, I go through like two <laughs> bottles of fucking wine and and a six pack. I might have a problem. But in any case, uh, call a doctor when, when you <laughs> when you did commentary. When you did commentary, well, and and what is it like? Because you basically you're doing color and play by play. Yeah. What, what, how, like for your first one, did you want to kill yourself? <laughs> it was it was a very exhausting night. I mean, I'd done commentary before. I, I've been on. I've been, I've done radio. I've done sports commentary. I've done play by play and 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 color first basketball and baseball and football and and things like that had a sports radio show in college so i'm used to being on the radio i'm used to you know sometimes even doing it by myself but to do wrestling commentary is it's it's a whole nother animal and there were a lot of talents that i brought to the table and there was a lot of learning on the job that night as well um i had done commentary before doing the first bcw show Mm. But never by myself. Um, and so to do that, to call play by play and to call color, to make sure the action in the ring is being, the story's being told through commentary, but also to kind of add those little things in, it was difficult. Um, thankfully, it was the only time I've had to do it alone. Um, I was joined by a veteran in this business, um, Mr. Julius Smokes, for mm. a couple of shows after that. Ask us it. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> um, and then, what? Actually, uh, for one of our shows, I was actually joined by Maxwell Jacob Feinstein, one of our, one of our performers and a, and a great student out of the Creative Pro Wrestling Academy. Um, he joined me on commentary, uh, after his match and he, we did commentary for the rest of the night. And now we actually have our new permanent, um, commentary partner for me, Mr. AJ Pan, who'll be joining the BCW commentary booth permanently since starting on the last show. So mm-hmm. it's, out, AJ. It's, it's a lot of fun to do it. It's, it's, it's very, very hands-on and very work-intensive because I need to know 
these wrestlers and I need to know these matches just as well as they do because right. I need to be able to tell that story and do everything, which is why working so closely with Mr. Anthony Cole um, on the creative side when we're putting together these shows and putting together these matches and things like that and our creative team, it really helps because not only do I – have a say and, and, and an opinion in what we're doing as a company, but it helps me when the show's already prepared, you know, three, four weeks ahead of time, a month ahead of time for me to sit down and do all my research on what it is that I have to call. So I have my notes going into the show. Do you, do you see yourself doing so like more stuff besides behind the table? Do you, do you, do you maybe want to see yourself opening up? Getting in the ring, being a little bit more involved with maybe uh, managerial or, you know, because I see a lot of guys who they, 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 they get behind the mic and it's like, yeah, this is cool. But, you know, I like I like when 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 I see how the crowd reacts to because me, I'm a ham. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll be on the mic for a little bit. I'm like, all right, guys, remember me. I'm fucking here, too. You sons of bitches. Like, yeah, I want to be also. Uh, do you do you see yourself? Um, well, I mean, I am as, as well as being the voice of BCW on commentary. I am the liaison to BCW management Ooh, aren't at you every a single one of our shows. <laughs> aren't you a renaissance? Yeah, man? I am. You know, I am. I am the liaison to BCW management. So anytime a, a an hold announcement on, needs hold on, to I got come down. To hold on. Yes, applaud this man. <laughs> applaud him. Yes. Um, anytime an announcement needs to be made by BCW management, I, I step into the ring and I make that announcement. Um, but whatever the company calls for me to need to do, whether it be managing, whether it be you know sitting behind that commentary table, whether it be me doing more behind Cole, the scenes. he draws the line at fluffing wrestlers. That's it. He is not fluffing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing that. No um, fluff. Don't worry. You know, <laughs> and, it's not in the contract. He's not fluffing anyone. And, and listen, even even if it came to the point where, where BCW management felt like, you know what, we need you to, to do a little bit more in, in other areas, then so be it. Whatever the company mm-hmm. needs in order to move it forward in a positive direction, I'll be able to do. El Hedal, how long have you been wrestling? Uh, say año. Six years? Mm-hmm. And in those six years, how many times have you been injured? Like, I mean, because it's, it's part of the life. It is it is the life. And people don't understand when it comes to wrestling, like, you're going to get fucking hurt. You're going to, like, I'm like, what's your biggest injury that you've had in the ring? Well, I- I pulled my dick. Like I, I fell on my I, my pinga hasn't been working since '89. <laughs> I already came in con con a shoulder con hombro jodido con shoulder injury left shoulder. So cuando yo entré en la lucha about three three years ago, yo estaba peleando con uh, Damian Black y Wes Draven, and I dislocated el otro hombro, the right shoulder. Jesus and, Christ! And it was the most that's horrific. That's not a, yeah, that's not a good. Oh, injury. see. Yeah. And you know the guy—it's almost as bad as hurting your prick. It, 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 it could be that bad. No, yeah, I dislocated yeah, yeah. my pinga in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it curves to the left a little bit, but it's okay. But it's been like that for years. No, yeah, definitely gotta ask New Jack about that. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, six years—six years is a long time, man. Your 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 season, your your tenure. Is there a lot? Is there a lot of more growing for you to do? do you, uh, oh, just you you learn every day. Every day you learn, you know, I got, I got trained and mentored like by. Like he's learning his accent right now, in case you don't know. <laughs> I got trained and mentored by my guys, by Grim Reefer, um, mentored by, uh, mentally, uh, talked to a lot of Homicide and Layton and Tower Torture. Yeah. Uh, Damien Slugger, the Gorilla Camp, go there sometimes, train with him. Very good guy to, to work with. Um, 
Yeah, basically, Matt Stryker, guys like that, I, I speak to them and get, you gotta pick their brain every time. It's funny, you mentioned Homicide. Homicide's a really cool dude. Like, I, um, I know him from the neighborhood. Like, I was telling you guys before the mics went on. Um, there was a promotion that was in my neighborhood and Homicide came through it. So, <laughs> one day at a, at a, at a, at a House of Glory show, he's there. So I bump into him outside. I go, yo, Homicide was good, man. He's like, yo, what up, Paul? was everything? So, you know, you basically could hang out with Homicide if you had a 40. So, y'all, y'all could drink, unless that or other, you know, street things. I'm not gonna get into that. You guys last night, that, last right? night, homicide became a hall of famer. Yeah, I'll get into oh, that in a minute. Yeah. But um, I tell yeah. him, I said, um, I said, yeah, man. I said, you you came through um um Pedro's uh, his promotion. You guys came through, and you know, yeah, you, you know his sons and all that. He goes, yeah, those guys are dicks, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's homicide. Yeah. But when you get to when you get to sit under the learning tree and talk to a guy like that, do you just like you, do you just keep your ears open or? Do you, do you question like how how no one thing that shut up and listen that's all you gotta do right. shut up and listen and you you get better because for a long time I was very hard headed okay. very listen to nobody even you know Grim Reefer they were the ones that told me listen you're never gonna learn unless you shut the, shut the f up okay you know mm-hmm. that I said just keep your ears open and that's when you learn you can see your mistakes because if you keep rambling your mouth and takata takata. <laughs> You know, you're going to be the same person. You're going to be your best, you know? so It's funny because my grandmother would say the same thing. You need to show up because you do ta ka ta ka 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 She said the same shit all the time. <laughs> same thing. Uh, but you guys, Cole, you came in deep. You got like, you have um, El General. You have, uh, mm-hmm. you have Pete. You, is anybody else going to, anybody else want to jump on? You got, you got, is that Vape Man back there? What's Irving, LA, he's the head of the promoter. Irving. What, 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 what does Irving do? Like, what is he, besides um, fucking smoke up my apartment? Like, just, <laughs> yeah. Irving, Irving. It's like a fucking Undertaker is about to come out. It's like, what the fuck is Undertale? going on here? Yeah. Ir- Irving, <laughs> Irving. Shit, it's like Boogeyman and shit. Irving is an integral part of the team. Of BCW? Yeah, I just added Irving on um on, on Facebook and he's probably one of the most annoying pricks I've added on it. <laughs> I don't know how he found me. And this is why he's the head <laughs> of our media relations <laughs> exactly, team. Exactly. Because right. he will go out there and push BCW like it's not last, last night I'm watching I'm watching um the UFC two hundred and all I'm seeing is like you know, Irving Diaz live and, uh, and it's like and I'm like VidComp. Yeah, and I'm like it's, it, dude, nobody wants to see your crotch. Move that shit. Come on. <laughs> Irving, what do you do? Your promotions? Yes, I do promotions for BCW. And promoting as in how? Like, like uh, put it out there on no, Facebook. Um, yeah, because you know, no, not everybody knows what promotions actually does. They just think you stand out there with the fucking flyer. They know there's more no, to you, it. You have to walk around the neighborhood, give out flyers, you know, post them up everywhere you can, hand it out to every each individual. You're part you know? of the social uh, the social network out there. Yes, that too. Yeah, and do they trust you with passwords and shit? Because you look, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even tr- trust you to hold a bag of Doritos for me. <laughs> you look very hood. Like I tell you, look like the handball king of the Bronx. Like for the real, like, king of the Bronx. <laughs> my mother, my mother would was, say that's, that's her title. That's her title. <laughs> she took somebody's title. How long you been working with BCW? Uh, since it started, it already, Mike? Since it started, since yeah? January, yeah, February, like yeah? six. Mm-hmm. Can you can can you trust them to go out there and um go with the flyers and hand out and not throw them in the garbage or for the, like like how the oh, voter yeah. like how the no, voter I like when you did about like the politicians I used to promote a long time ago but I can't do that I just can't. yeah it's disrespectful for me you're a big you're a big um you're a big wrestling fan as well yes are you just like a hustle man like fuck, wrestling yeah yeah I <laughs> love wrestling uh, clubs yeah fuck it. I, I promote club too shit. fuck I fuck shit what gas station I'll fucking promote that shit too fuck it <laughs> anything right. Now, yo, Irvin's been up in here fucking blowing his vape up in here. It's like either giving me oh. love or giving me a fucking headache. One of the <laughs> Either case, you, you're cool. Cole, oh, wait, before I continue, listen, mm-hmm. y'all guys are not going to get the rest of this shit for free. 
I'm about to get into some real heavy shit right now, especially what occurred this past year with the indie promotions. There was a big explosiveness that happened on the social media <laughs> page, but you're not getting that for free. Make sure you download TRSS at trsspodcast.com. It'll be up this week. This week. You got the crowd, got the crew, got the peoples from BCW in the building. Um, if y'all want to hear the nitty-gritty, the 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 bochinche like El General will know about, <laughs> make sure you download the episode. Episode 62 coming up. We out. So, leading up to that, you guys, you got you started off the promotion, Mr. Cole. Mm-hmm. You started off the promotion. Mm-hmm. Everything's going well. You had a you you had partnerships and such. And one partnership that you had was with a man who's known in the indie scene for many many years is EC Negro, mm-hmm. Mr. Jorel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys came. How did how did that partnership meet up? How did that that how did that occur? Uh, I was introduced to EC Negro through General Romero and uh, Flexo. Oh, so you can blame him for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a it was a, a sweet partnership. I mean, it's unfortunate that um you know it didn't last and couldn't stand the test of time, but um. Uh, it was it was good. It was a great learning experience. We hired him for the expertise, you know, to help us out. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured that he was a very experienced person. Right, he could be the one to help us out. So, well, as you as you know, uh, a few months back there was this. Um, it was a video, one video that came out with the one Lorenz Dean, who was part of Tier One Wrestling, and he came out with you know his commentary about. His, I guess, his separation, his divorce with Tier One, and then afterwards there was the EC Negro, his video, which came out a few hours <laughs> later about breed combination as well. Indeed. Um, and then also, uh, it, 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 it seemed like there was a flood of other videos. I even did a video myself. <laughs> like, I'm not with anybody, but fuck it, everybody else is doing a video. I might as well do one. But um, it's like the Cody Rhodes list, yeah, exactly, right? It was like, um, you just make the list. <laughs> ECW just got hardcore all of a sudden. So, um, when you saw the videos, like, what, what was your first interpretation when you first saw like what was going on? Especially the, the EC Negro <laughs> one. What was that? Uh, what was your first interpretation of it? <laughs> um, when I when I when I saw the listen, I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. When I saw the EC Negro video, I watched about 30 seconds of it. Uh-huh. Okay, and my thing was this: I have. And to this day, I have no um, personal gripe with Negro. I love him. I think he's a great guy. When I saw the video, I just felt like, you know, and a company, a company has to grow. We have to develop. So we had to make certain choices in order to put us in a position where we could succeed in this business. Now, some decisions that a person makes as far as a businessman are going to be, you know, enticing to others and not so enticing to others. And I think that um, Negro maybe was a little you know, not not so accommodating to the changes that we were going to make. So right. he had to make the decision that he had to make. But at the end of the day, I told him, I said, you know, it's business, bro. It's, it's, it's nothing personal, mm. you know. So I, I I looked at the video and I called but him. But you right can say something. You, you, weren't, you weren't very studious about being a promoter. You knew wrestling, but you didn't know too much about the back. You know business. Right. You know um, music business. You, mm-hmm. you got the clothing line and such. But when it came to wrestling, were you were, were you really astute about what what the indie business was about? Not at all. Right. Not Have you ever been to like indie shows and stuff like that? The first, or, or, or the, did you just know like WWE and TNA? And I, like I just knew the big guys. WWE, TNA, NXT. The, my, my first... <laughs> 
indie show going to was the NYWC show. I went and I actually saw General Romero right. for the first time. So that was the shameless plug. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first uh, indie show that I had seen. But I was bit by the bug instantly. <laughs> Yeah, so, but, but even so, yeah, he's just telling me my headphones crack. That's what you get for Family Dollar, $5 shit. That's what I'm, <laughs> I got really, I really need a budget. So, uh, but then when you start going into the, um, the formation of how the promotions go, was it just like overwhelming to you? Cause you, did you know that oh, was really that well, much work? Let me tell you something. This, this is where I thrive. I came into this business and I knew, I knew business. Right. Right. But I didn't know all the intricacies of mm. being a wrestling promoter. So, and I told the team from day one, I said, guys, as I learned Would you this, like another beer? Because yours is already dry over there. Sure, no problem. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Would you like one as well? Uh, no, I'm good. I got to drive. Oh, okay. Yeah, you go. Okay. Oh, head on out. Breaking Take that one, Bye-bye. So he's a heel unless beer's involved. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the, because now you're you're in a different world now. Now you're now you're in here. You have oh, man. you have the you have the indie, you have you have the entities. It's not just like one artist. You have oh. a multitude of of talent that you have to see. <laughs> you have uh, promoters, managers. You have you know the outside entities, and now it's overwhelming. It's coming up to you, and then all of a sudden, this shit happens. Listen, let me tell you something. Shit happens. Build this, up, you know, this. Is what I live for. This is, this is what I went to school for. To to come into this industry and have to deal with the naysayers, the negativity, and deal with um, a barrage of just this Facebook, you know, invasion of BCW was. It was something that I told a team. I said, "Listen, don't worry about it." Did it help or hurt the promotion? Uh, honestly, it hurt the promotion because of every next show after that happened, our audience was a bit light, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. I, and I and I expected that. But what it did do for me is it showed me how many people are in this for the loyalty and how many are in it for a payday. Pete, I was going to ask you the same thing. You've been here for a minute. And you see, like you said, you worked with other promotions as well, right? Is there really a loyalty when it comes to this business? I, th- I think there is, and I mean, we, uh, I'm going to take it back to the, the, the videos that came out and things like that. I mean, you know, I'll I'll be you know brutally honest, and this is something that I haven't spoken about since these things kind of happened and things like that. Um, you know, and you know, I have a lot of respect for EC Negro. I have a lot of respect for Jarrell. Bring up, bring a six pack. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have a lot of respect for EC Negro. I have a lot of respect for Jarrell, um, and I know that he didn't have very kind words to say about me. In the beginning of his video, right. um, oh, that's you! Yeah, that's oh, me. Oh, now I can put a name to <laughs> that's face. Me. I can uh, put a name to a face now. But I have a lot of respect for EC Negro as a wrestler and and Jarrell as a person. Um, and I rode, you know, I went on some trips with Jarrell to different places, and I, I I've been alongside EC Negro, and he, there were things that he taught me about this business. I can't deny that. Um, I had, you know been in this business for a little while and haven't had the kind of breaks that I had uh, since joining BCW. But there is there is a loyalty in, in wrestling, and I think it goes to are you loyal to the company you work for? See, I like to say that I work for BCW, yes. I also work for Five Burrows Wrestling. I've worked for Fiesta Pro Wrestling. I've worked for Suffolk Wrestling Alliance, SWA. Um, and, I've, and I've worked for other promotions as well. The question is, are you loyal to that promotion? I do not disrespect any promotion that I work for, and I don't talk about 
or talk bad about any promotion I don't work for. Right. I mean, I don't know when a door is going to be open for me or, or anything of that nature. So I have respect for every promotion out there. From a wrestling standpoint, as for the wrestlers themselves, I can't speak to that because I don't know. Uh, I would assume, as many wrestlers that I've met over the years, that there is a loyalty to the promotion and it is a loyalty to the building of that brand. Uh, I can tell you that many of the wrestlers if not every single one of the wrestlers who have come through BCW's doors have been very, very loyal in helping getting the brand built and will mm-hmm. sit down with Mike, will sit down with myself, sit down with the creative team and say, okay, this is, you know, um, this is what we're thinking. What do you guys think? Um, and like I said, you know, EC Negro, you know, had a great run in, in BCW. He had a great time in BCW. We all loved having him there. Um, and I know that Anthony, you know, was very, very, you know, sad for him to go. I was sad for him to go as well, you know. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know that Mike, you know, Anthony, or as we call him Mike in, in the company, um, you know, he wanted to make a change. And at the end of the day, that was his decision. Is and- there, is there, you know, like you say, you know, you have a loyalty to BCW and such. Is there, you have a hierarchy when it comes to, because you're an independent contractor. Right. Basically, you know, you just. You know, I don't, I don't choose one promotion over the other. Right. Uh, I don't, right, I don't. Right. The only thing I will, the only thing. If you have a booking, let's say, you know, you, you try not to double book right. yourself. But one thing is that you do do is that you, you weigh your options of what is going to be the show you're going to do. It, it comes down to, when it comes to bookings and things like that, it comes to, for me, at least, who who reached out to me first? Okay. So if if a promotion if promotion A reaches out to me and says we like to book you for a date in December, and we get everything set up and I'm booked for that sh- that so show. If another company reaches out to me and says that I want to I want to book you for that same date, I can't take that booking. You know, okay. um, because I want to give everything that I have to that other promotion. It's see the thing is what I do. For the most part, whether it be ring announcing or managing or commentary, that's not something unlike a lot of the, the workers in this business and the wrestlers in this business. Because you're a little bit more flexible because for what your position is, it's like you 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 can do a gig, but yours is like – I have like to a, be there the whole you show. You have to be there the whole show. Right. Like, but mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Your, yours is more flexible where I'm saying is that oh, you know, you, you, you have your pick of the litter of what show you're going to do. Some guy, right. you being a, 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 some of these wrestlers, they, they could do a match for like 15 minutes and be like, all right, I'm out. I could go to fucking Connecticut and do a show t- right afterwards or whatever. Right. Yours is like, and I respect the hustle. I respect you have the hustle. Yeah. Six, seven shows that might want you. And it's like, that's great, but I got to be at one fucking spot. Right. And, <laughs> you know, like I said, there, there are certain shows, you know, companies that I've worked for before, companies that I have a relationship with, companies that I've been in, uh, they will usually, if they reach out to me, they'll usually get my attention before anyone. A new company, that's not to say that a new company won't get my attention, but a new company, if BCW has a date, I mean, I'm not taking another booking for that date. Right. I'm not taking another booking over a date for five boroughs wrestling um and the only way that that would change is if the opportunity exists at a larger scale if beyond wrestling were to call me and say we'd like for you to come and do something on our show or um somebody down at chikara somebody down at the monster factory or somebody down at you know uh He's just plugging away because I'm telling you, like, you know, some of these guys, I'm like, I'm smiling. I'm going, who the yeah. fuck is that? Right? <laughs> no, and, I'm a, and I love wrestling. I'm an indie guy. And I'm like, are they on Amazon Fire? <laughs> <laughs> no, but if something like that were to help, you know, push my career forward, I know at least it's speaking for, for, for Mr. Cole and BCW, if that was the case, he would be the type of promoter to say, you know what? Go forward your career and mm-hmm. then come back because I know that you getting better in what you need to do is going to make you better for BCW versus yeah. there are some other promoters. Promoters that I, I have to say, you know what? 
Hey, I can't do it. And I don't like to burn bridges. One of the things that I've tried shit, to do. Shit, I do. I don't burn bridges yeah. before the Department of Transportation <laughs> comes to inspect this shit. One thing I, I like made, to I do. I made amends before. <laughs> one thing I'd like to do in the, in, the, in the years that I've been involved in the business, and it's still a very short amount of time, is I like to be very upfront, very honest with everybody and not burn a bridge. And I like to get the respect of the people that I work with. First of all, I got to mm-hmm. say, I, I, I also have at the table, because we have a part of the chair. It's like a revolving <laughs> chair. That's the revolving door. That you're, the chair. I have, um, and I'm going to call. Call him by what he wants to be called by, which is Mr. Raymond Raimundo, uh, the law. And I got to ask, how the fuck did you get here? Like, <laughs> how did you crowbar yourself in this conversation? Like, how? Uh, what, what did you do? WCW trademark. <laughs> <laughs> how, how is it that you finessed yourself into this episode? Like, what did you do? Oh, you reached out to me. That's what it was. Hey, that's what it is. I got this book to one of the things. <laughs> <laughs> you came in, you, 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 you pitched the idea to me. Uh, I said, sure. And, you know what it is? Because everybody thinks my loyalty is to one place. And it's like, I don't have a loyalty to anybody. I just mm-hmm. go to anybody who wants to show me love. You know, fuck, after here, I'm going to be like, yo, motherfucker, y'all better send me some wrestlers so I can interview. Like, uh-huh. you better bring that shit my way. Root Boy Riley. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> No, seriously, Rude Boy Riley. So, um, how how did how do you get involved in this? Like, how do you, I mean, I, where where did you come from with this? Seriously, honestly, like, uh, how did this happen? Just like like Pete said, just like Irving said, it's a team right here. Like Mr. Cole said, this is the dream team. I like to call it. We're the mm-hmm. dream team of BCW. I'm one of the pro- promoters here as well. I promote help promoting online. I do online mostly. Mm-hmm. So you'll be I'll be one of those annoying guys. Oh, he posts this about BCW, this about BCW, but I'm doing my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make sure. Oh, by the way, um, my, my boss at Rageworks says stop throwing shit on his fucking page. Sorry, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> I got that, Richard. I'm sorry. If you don't fucking contribute to the page other than anything else, don't post it up there. Uh, so I, I, I go back to you. I'm like, you know, do you like my interviewing skills so far? You guys like how I do it? I love them. Perfect. You're so full mm-hmm. of shit. Anyway. So <laughs> 60 minutes interview right here. So, uh, Anthony. I, we, we we got to the, the part where you know the, the, the storm occurred. Mm-hmm. Everything it was it was just a big thing. You you associated yourself with uh, Tier One, mm-hmm. Dennis Long. Dennis Long already seemed to have somewhat of a black eye in the in, in the indie scene with with many individuals. Uh, before I continue, are you guys still associated with each other and stuff? Are you still still doing doing business? Uh, I do work with Dennis in the aspect of us doing. Um Talent exchanges, just like we would do with other promotions. To be honest, because when I it, it was something in which that uh, EC Negro mentioned, which was the whole the uh, recombination, you know, it was going to be association right. it was with tier, be one. tier one powered by recombination. Yeah, power, and it was I, yo. To be honest, I went no, no, I don't. That was a that was a slight hiccup. It was a slight hiccup. That was an overzealous reaction to. What I thought would have been the future of BCW, right? For, on your part, on my part, okay. Correct. You which, know? yeah, which, which is great for you to to say because even I and I'm I'm just a fucking noob on the. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just some fucking sh- Marky schlub that has a fucking podcast. But even when I looked at it, I said, "Oh God, no!" It's like somebody <laughs> coming into me saying, uh, "Uh, you know, general general mission podcast powered by TRSS." It's like. No, it takes away from right. you, uh-huh. you know. Exactly. And um, 
Can you get that for me? Thank you, Matt. <laughs> I'm uh-huh. Matt in the building. Uh-huh. Uh, so, so is there still that correlation, or it's because no, we've uh, we we have not done that partnership. That actually uh, didn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. We the companies are still separate. Right. We still have Tier One Wrestling and BCW is its own entity. Okay, and not, not to go too far, you know, too too far behind the curtain, whatever. Because I know then that's kind of marky shit. But I don't, I don't like doing that. But mm-hmm. I, I'm, my whole premise is like you said, you're a business guy, mm-hmm. and I, I take it as you being the business guy that you are, I, I thought that you probably would have foreshadowed this, especially let's like say, you know, you're in the music. It's like saying that, you know, you, you have this rap group mm-hmm. and you want to promote it, but you're not really getting them out the way that you, but you, there's a production company that has some type of audience. Mm-hmm. So they come in. Did you, it, was it like that? Did you try to like tie it in the same way? Like, was it, was it, because it, uh, it, I think it's like apples and oranges when it comes to wrestling to me. Yes, it is. I mean, initially, when we uh, talked about what we could do together as a team, it appeared good on paper initially. You could curse right? if you want. You say, fuck this shit. That's right. You, 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 you can do it if you want. This shit was frustrating as hell, nigga. I swear, son. I'm about to drink this 40. Mm-hmm. And, and hold, you know, the, the- hold the buzzer button, Matt. <laughs> The, Talk the, and buzzer. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Like you said, the biggest that, thing... The help is terrible, these days. <laughs> the, the biggest thing about the merger that um, made it fall through, it wasn't the social media frenzy that right. happened. What happened is, like I said, I'm a businessman. I'm all about what makes sense, okay? Mm. Now, had me and Dennis gone through and did the partnership... Did, what, the, did you know Dennis like, beforehand? Like, I what? didn't know Dennis prior okay. to it, right? But... um. As we were looking at our options as being partners, what I started to realize was this. I looked at a lot of other promotions, and I said, you know, we've run four shows so far. We're about to do our fifth show. And when I look at the overall profit and loss from the show that I've done, it wasn't wasn't something that I couldn't recover from. So I said, you know what, instead of um, diminishing that, Breed combination wrestling name. Right. Let me come back. You're going to be in a red for a while. You're going to be in a red for a while. You know, and that's what I said. I said, let me come back. Being in the red means you're not making no fucking money. (laughs) Just to let you know, being in the red means no fucking money. (laughs) Being in the black is good. Oh, being in the black is good. Not in many other circumstances. (laughs) Being in the black is good. Term of the day, folks. Term of the day. So, and and, and Dennis and I sat down and we talked about it. And and that's why I said, you know, we're going to keep BCW, its own entity. We're back. We're stronger than ever. We got, you know, Richard. I mean, uh, Irvin doing. I'm sorry. We got Irvin doing the street team. He's out there. He's pounding the pavement. You know, um, we got Pete as the the voice of BCW, General Romero, and we just brought Raymond onto the team. And Raymond is going to be very instrumental. Raymond's going to be the guy that makes me a better guy. You know, what, oh, what, what I see, shit, Raymond. Forecasting is like there's so many people that want to contact BCW. There's so many wrestlers that looking for that. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) There's so many um, things happening, and with I'm sorry, my finger slipped. That was. And with, with everything we have going on, it's like I need somebody to really like say, all right, Mike, I'm going to filter these guys for you. I mean, that's all of our job, right? right. you know, to filter the positives from the negatives and, and, and try to keep the company as positive as it's been. But like I said, you know, you, you, like you, you're learning now that it's, 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 it's tough. It's, it's going to be a real oh, – this, this is the most and, difficult I – mean, and, and there's many, there's many promoters who even said that, that you know, they didn't see – profit for like maybe three years yeah, yeah. you know and and something that you could actually say that 
you know, this is something that I I, I can really bank on. Are, are, do you 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 ready for that uphill climb? Because you know, oh, listen, man, this is a long term investment. Oh, like, he grabbed the mic like he was about to spit I, bars and shit. <laughs> Where my instrumental at? Get that get that little uh, dicky track on him. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf did it. You can uh-huh. do it. Shit. Fuck that. <laughs> this 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 um recombination wrestling it's a challenge right. and, and and for me it's a good challenge because like i said um i have to deal with so many different personalities just not from the team but the wrestlers themselves then there's a certain way you can deal with one wrestler you got to deal with another wrestler on the same situation but right. in a completely different way right then when it comes to booking the ladies you know you want to talk to the ladies you want to make sure they're comfortable with what we're asking to do you know if we want them to do is there really that or- much of a difference when you bu- i mean t- 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 when i see it mp you you can attest to this like the the, the 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 women's market is not as big of course as the male but not only that the talent may be you know not there you you you'll probably get I wouldn't even say a handful because, you know, there was a certain name that you mentioned and she's known in the business these days. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to shame her because she actually did my show and I actually like her. Matter of fact, she should call me soon. <laughs> I love you. You know what I'm talking about. Play the music. I miss you, girl. <laughs> but I, I, I think I but, no, no, but, but even so, it's like. You don't you don't really get you know the, the the quality talent that you would think when it comes out the women's division like how do you how do you guys feel Pete how do you feel that you, when you come booking women that it, it well I, I think that's a, a slight misconception I think there's actually a plethora oh, yeah. of female talent <laughs> I, I think there's a plethora of female talent in this business and, and in wrestling I just think. <laughs> I think what plagues the women in this business Come is on, that be honest not, with me. That, that, that's, that's not It's true. the lack of exposure for... Fuck you. Fuck you. You're so... <laughs> no, I'm honest. Listen, Shimmer... Shimmer just had its it uh, an but event. But you guys are not getting Shimmer. You're called, not getting Shimmer. Called rise. There are there are women in California. There are women but in Florida. But you're not getting Shimmer. You're getting right now. You guys are getting local talent and local talent. But again, it's tough. To- the pleth there is a plethora of women talent in the business now. Who can come in? And I think this is very important to bring out because. One of the things that we've been talking about here is kind of the inner workings of the business side right. of the indie wrestling business, which I think is something that, unfortunately, uh, a lot of our fans don't realize. You know, there are a lot of fans who, you know, are always, you know, who always say, oh, why couldn't this company bring this person in? Or why couldn't this company bring this person in? Or bring that person and bring this person. And, and I think that what bypasses a lot of the fans' minds sometimes is we want to bring these people in. Okay. But there's an economic divide between what we have in terms of supply and what the demand is. And so we're trying to meet our uh, meet fans in the middle. I'm talking about indie indie companies as a whole. Now, let me ask you. When, when it comes to the book, it says you guys are just a startup, right? Mm-hmm. Um, let's say your average uh, lineup on uh, for, for a night. What's, uh, what's the match card looking? How many bookings? Uh, how many how many matches are on the card? for the, About uh, eight matches. About yeah. Eight matches. Eight matches, yeah. which is good. Which is really good, you know, which means that you're getting a good draw. Mm-hmm. Um, main event, twi- uh, kind of quality uh performance you get uh, like how many guys uh, let's say all, all females like main well, event well our last show had a co-main event our last mm-hmm. show Dangerous Intentions which was October 28th we had a co-main event okay. where Mike Orlando faced off against uh, WWE uh, Cruiserweight Tony Nese right and Darius Carter Tony Nese will wrestle in my house right now <laughs> well before before he became NXT and WWE guy but he would wrestle in my house so <laughs> 
it's not that good. <laughs> but no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love, I love Tony. Great, great talent and great. Tony, talent do my show. show. Tony, do my show. <laughs> um, but Tony needs face Mike Orlando and uh, Darius Carter faced off against uh, CZW star Joe Gacy. And 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 early on, the, the early on the gate, you know, you guys had to progress to get that. You know, you get mm-hmm. that, or in the case maybe. My 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 whole idea is, you know, how is it that you guys think that you're gonna, you know, find success in such a competitive New York City indie area? Not even New York City, just the Eastern Seaboard, the East Coast. Like question depends on how you define success. Success I mean, meaning that success meaning that the audience is is you know capacity. The audience is drawn to you. And recognizable to you guys, without having because I and, and I'll be honest with you, I remember going online and I was at a going to, I was we were going to a House of Glory show and it was um they were there were fans that were saying oh next week we're going to to, to BCW mm-hmm. like there was fan they were they were they were the legit guys got oh, we're gonna be there that was the one with Moose that was on the mm-hmm. card okay and um, they were legit and I was like oh shit I wish I can go because you right. know like I said time restraints work responsibilities masturbate <laughs> masturbation adulting mas- masturbation <laughs> um. But, shame, shame for who? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, it's um, you guys had it, and then the, the, you know what occurred. It seemed like it floundered, and it's like now you had to do the reset button to come back. Like, mm-hmm. where do you think that 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 where the basis of your you guys' success is going to be? Uh, how 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 can you get it back? Like, well, the thing is this: actually, we never we never lost yeah, the success. You know, one <laughs> one um. Bad show doesn't mean that the product is bad. Oh, everybody gets a and, bad show. Right. And that's the thing. See, I had numerous, our, believe me. Yeah. And see, our product is what's going to sustain us. Our product is what's going to set us apart from everyone else. You know, we've put together some first-time matches. You've seen Moose on my show twice already. Right. You've seen B-Boy on my show. Let's be you've honest. Seen... It's because he's black, right? <laughs> well, you know, it's a black thing, right? You know? He didn't deny it. Though. That's the best part about it. BCW is diversified. Yeah, exactly. Believe it. By the way, exactly. Raymond just started talking once again. Raymond, um, yep. I, just, I, I just got to go to you once again because um, I'm still shocked that you're in this interview. She's <laughs> just blowing my mind. Um, why you, You've been a part of other podcasts and other shows. And you pitch BCW here. Why? Like, <laughs> why would why why here? Why here? I'm not gonna let me not ring your your bell too much. I'm just gonna say <laughs> that's right. Was, you better ring that <laughs> shit like the Liberty. I respect shit. what you do, brother. I'm gonna say that because in this business, respect is everything. Wrestling, that's how it is. I had to say bringing it to TRSS is right now is one of our big points right now. Doing this is definitely something that's going to get us off that speed bump. Because that's what I want to call... <laughs> call it boring. We're on a... We're... <laughs> really shine my ass. I'm waiting for you to really shine my ass. Let's go. Come on. <sighs> See, that's how you hype it up, though. I got to start somewhere. <laughs> just stupid idiot. Come on. Bring it to me. No. just made the list. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I'm going to go into gimmick and call you a simpleton for doing that. See, because I'm the law here. Remember that. My name is Ray Ramundo. I'm the law here. See, that's why Mr. Cole wants me. We got a couple of haters. Yeah, right now you're a hater, Mr. Sandy. No, you're being I, a I, hater. I, I would like to say thank you because I, 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 I'm... I appreciate what you guys are, are, are doing and I'm, I'm glad that you brought them this way because, you know, especially for... I, I, I take this I take this as a business wise, but I also take it personally because I I'm the same way as you guys. I'm, I started this podcast because everybody and their mother are doing podcasts. Mm-hmm. But for me, 
I think as myself as probably you guys, you guys know that you can be talented. This is your own thing. This is your creativeness. This is what you guys are doing, homegrown stuff that you, yes. you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sitting there blowing beef or anybody else's beef to get on shows. If you want to get on my show, get on my show. If not, you know what? Whatever. It's all right. By the way, mm-hmm. uh, you guys are um, holding auditions for commentary. <laughs> no? I, we'll talk later. Anyway. <laughs> but um, I got to close out. We're getting there. Everybody, everybody who wants to drop their social media. First of all, your your, your next event is just uh, oh the next event is oh, Friday. Oh, do you want the voice to do it? You know what? I'm gonna let the voice do it. The voice is gonna do it justice, guys. And I see the look in his eyes. He's ready. He's probably practicing it. Go ahead. Three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, the next BCW show coming your way live from the Queens Elks Lodge, 8220 Queens Boulevard on December the 18th, Christmas with a vengeance. So far announced, Darius Carter, the father of change, wrestling's richest prize, goes one-on-one against the returning Greek god Papa Don, and the question is... Does change have what it takes to stand in the face of a god? Also announced in our second match of our two out of three, two out of three contest, Maxwell Jacob Feinstein takes on Sebastian Cage in a submission match. And ladies and gentlemen, also announced Grim Reefer has laid a challenge out to General Romero, where if Grim Reefer wins, General Romero will have to wear a bra for an unspecified amount of time. But if the general can somehow defeat the Grim Reefer, he will get $5,000. So ladies and gentlemen, come out on December the 16th to the Queen's Elks Lodge because, ladies and gentlemen, Christmas just got a lot better. Oh, my God. I just got to tell you, um, my dick moved. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, that was inspiring. If you see a wet spot in my sweatpants, <laughs> that's from you. <laughs> oh, you guys. Give out your um your your, your social media outlets, uh, Mr. Mr. Anthony Cole, please, please, please. Oh, uh, you can find me on. You can uh, find me, <laughs> and I'll be doing my thing. Hey, hey, Facebook, He's Anthony black, Cole. So I got niggerish and shit. Like, <laughs> uh, Facebook, you can find me under Anthony Cole or Bree Combination. Instagram, you can find me at Bree Combination, and on Twitter, you can also find me at Bree Combination as well. Well, let me just add to that the, the Instagram pre combination wrestling LLC. We don't want him getting the wrong Instagram, the Twitter. Yeah, they don't the, want that, that that nigga that got the two inch dick <laughs> in porn. They don't want that two inch dick nigga in porn. The, the, I've seen it. It's weird. The Twitter BCW underscore wrestling one and our. Facebook is Bree Combination Wrestling. You can find me on Twitter at Ubiquitous P D R. Nobody knows how to spell that. <laughs> You're not going to get those followers. Uh, You're fucked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or on Instagram at Don Juan4087. Even Don Juan is suspect. It's like, what? Listen, if you don't know how to spell Don Juan. Ladies, you should see him. He's. 
It's mm-hmm. fucking gorgeous. He's uh, good. Listen, in my in my Williamsburg hipster flannel, it's the greatest. It really is. I tell you, listen. this is like the greatest thing in commentary. I literally think this could be the new commentary voice. This would be what Lord Alfred Hayes would sound like this in the year twenty sixteen. Let me tell you something. That's bitches. the I voice. This oh, is oh, yes. It's the new tag team coming up. It's the I Cafe. Oh, listen, <laughs> listen, Papi, you don't know, you don't know, okay? Jay Santi, Jay Santi with P Rosado I Cafe. John Leguasimo will love this, okay? He will. <laughs> Love it. Everybody else, go ahead. Drop okay. it. Mr. Irving, please, um, go, 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 drop your shit because he's so fucking annoying. <laughs> How am I annoying? <laughs> Wearing the BCW Twitter. shirt. Swerving, look me up. Instagram, swerving, eighty four, and Facebook, Irving Diaz. Mm. Mr. El Herrera, please. You bought the six pack. <laughs> uh oh! You have one job, man. You have one job. Este cabrón. Oye, boys, cállate tú. Este cabrón. He didn't get his booking you... payment yet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, you can you can find me at Giorgio Zario Facebook or Brick Combination Wrestling at Facebook.com. Mm-hmm. And, and don't forget, Mr. tickets Rosario. on sale now. Christmas with the Vengeance, December sixteenth. Get them on Eventbrite. Yeah, right, right, right. uh, let me put out there. For Facebook, it's Raymond Sanchez. You can like my new page for the Law Ray Ramundo. Nobody's going to like that. Nobody's going to like that. I already got 30 likes, so going up, going up. 31. It's going th- up. 31 now. On Twitter, it's at Ray Ramundo. Instagram, Ray Ramundo. Follow the law of BCW. We're going up, baby. That's all I can say. Right. All right, guys. Make sure you check them out. BCW. Big things coming for them. I, I, I hope, I hope. Hope nothing for the best for you guys. I'm, I'm gonna catch a show. I'm really am. And I want free tickets. Let, that. Let, let's just say this we before you. before we go off. Let's just say this, ladies and gentlemen. You you said it best. There are a plethora of indie promotions here in New York City. Mm-hmm. BCW is looking to work with all of them to be able to use talent from all over this city. So we don't care where you're from, what school you're learning at, what promotion you work for. You send us your material. And we guarantee we'll give it a look, and you may just be the newest star in a BCW ring. All right, guys, definitely. We'll be back. We got we, we got enough to swallow. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bye, Mr. Cole. I'll talk to you later. Bye, bye. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Dikembe, what do you think about the show so far? I got to tell you, this is a real good show. You, you know your stuff. You really know your stuff. It's funny because a lot of people say that I sound like Cookie Monster. And I say, no, I don't. But I do like Cookie, though. I do like the Cookie, though. We talking about... Cookies, or is that like a sexual in your window for something else? Maybe. Any case, so on Turbicle Tabloid this week, before I got, before I hit the clock on myself, comes to find out that Shawn Michaels is not the lead trainer at NXT. There were rumors circling around saying that, uh, the, the, the man known as, formerly known as Tensai, also known as, formerly known as Big Albert, was, uh, removed and replaced with Shawn Michaels, but Triple H has cleared that that is not the case. Big Jason is still there, and there is no indication of what will be, if there will be a position for Shawn Michaels in the NXT product and performance center. Hey,
been in the danger zone. Seems as though that Ashley Masario, formerly Ashley of WWE, a former diva, has claimed, as well as a bunch of other wrestlers, that she has been uh, uh, debilitated by injuries such as concussions due to wrestling. She's one of many who are now have a class action suit against the WWE for said injuries, as well as claims of sexual assault. I never understood how it takes so long for, you know, accusations and, and charges to be brought against something for so like these, these are, these are charges that, excuse me, that were brought, that, that were said to have occurred during the mid, uh, 2000s. And now we're, you know, almost 10 years later, if not 10 years later, and we, we're, we're discussing this and this is coming up. And by the way, if you're a wrestler, just like in any sport, you're going to get injured. Let me just throw that out there for you guys. I'm just saying. Oh, let's get ready to suck it! Goldust went on to Twitter to say that his stepchild was assaulted this past weekend. I I have to tread lightly here because I'm not sure. Some sources have it as his stepdaughter. Some have it as his stepson. Because it seems as though that the child or the young adult is a transgender and was assault because of said uh, lifestyle and transitions. And he, uh, Goldust, went on to say that, and, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, <coughs> the individuals are so lucky that he was not around because these individuals would be in a coma. So uh, uh, prayers are to Goldust and his family, and I hope everything goes well on that end. And once again, people... Why do you care? Just move on with your life. Why do you care about what someone else is? I mean, really, really. Sadly, the report, there's reports coming out even from the person himself. Vader has mentioned that uh, after undergoing a ridiculous recovery from a recent car accident, the car was totally, totally mangled. Uh, Seen as though that he was involved in the accident, and after uh, after the recovery is going, which seems to be going well, that's that's a strong bastard. Uh, he was informed by two cardiologists that it doesn't look well for him. It seems that his heart has done significant damage during the years due to football and due to wrestling, and they are giving him a lifespan of two years for congenitive heart failure. And I got to tell you, this guy has been through the mill. I mean, from wrestling to everything with this car accident and all. He's He actually put his own eyeball back in his head. I have a feeling this guy was given two years and he's going to live another fucking 20. So uh, prayers go out to him as well because that's a that's a mean, mean son of a bitch. And good luck to him. All right, so as you guys know, when it comes around the time when I would start doing the reviews, got to hit the clock on myself because that's how the boss wants it. So let's go. All right, so this week on Raw, I got to tell you guys, Raw was, uh, let me see. It's always it's always weird when we go into a transitional show because when, 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 when the product is transitioning to especially a main pay-per-view, it's really, really hard 
for the fans to get behind let me lower this clock down a little bit for the, the the product to you know the fans to get behind the product especially when they're trying to put together so many things at one time i thought the connecting of the storylines together you know having these guys team up the seth rollins the the chris jericho's the kevin owens the Braun strowman's I, I thought that all that culminating together seems to be something that would really, really open up the floodgates up to, to lead up to Royal Rumble. For this aspect, Raw does not seem to be the show that is supposed to be the A show. I'm only saying that because it seems as though that when I get to SmackDown, it seems as though that they are becoming more of a premier show. Now, just to give a quick you know, basis of what's going now, I, I, I gotta say the the buildup is 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 it's okay. I'm not gonna say it's it's at its highest of the highest of levels, but it's okay. It's it's something that'll get there. I'm not too I'm not too keen on the tag team Survivor Series mode. But I think it's still a good element. I like the fact that Big Cass and Enzo are wrestling separately against Alpha uh, um, American Alpha to prove what is the better tag team coming out of NXT, which I thought was really, really dope. I like the fact that uh, the Intercontinental match with Dolph Ziggler and Sami Zayn, subject, her card subject to change, uh, was set up to see who would bring you know, whether the, the belts... Uh, will stay on SmackDown or transfer over to Raw. I have I have a sinky feeling what's going to go on there. I smell a swerve coming. Also, with the Cruiserweight division, you have Kalisto going up against uh, the Cruiserweight champion, Brian Kendrick, which I said uh, is actually a very decent lineup. I still don't know why Kalisto's not on Raw. I guess this is going to be going to find out now. And we also have the women's... Uh, Team Raw, Team SmackDown, with Bailey, Nia, Jax, Alicia Fox, uh, Sasha, Charlotte going up against the SmackDown woman. It, it's it's uh, uh, all right. Let me just let me just give you the rundown of for Raw. Raw was pretty decent. I thought the Brock Lesnar and Goldberg thing was well done, especially with the positioning of the security. But I'm still on the fence on whether or not I'm going to really care about this. You know, Goldberg is really trying to sell it. Brock is not doing much talking as he always doesn't, uh, and they really. I, I I expect this to be a shit match at Survivor Series. I, I'm really thinking that they want the big payoff to happen somewhere down the line, but not at Survivor Series. So my prediction there will be no contest. But, but, but. I would not be surprised if a match does happen and Brock just beats the shit out of Goldberg so that they could tie it up 1-1 and they go one more round at possibly uh, Royal Rumble or at WrestleMania. As for Team Raw, Kevin Owens, Jericho, Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and Seth Rollins going up against Team SmackDown, Dean Ambrose, Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, and with James Ellsworth. You know, on, I, on paper, Team Raw has the better team, in my opinion. But for some reason, I have a feeling SmackDown will be pulling out the win here. I wish there was something 
like on the table for this. I wish it was something like the winner of said match gets the number 30 position at Royal Rumble or their championship is the main event at WrestleMania. Something, you know, it's something, something of that magnitude. I don't know, but I have a sinking feeling that uh, something fishy is going to go down, especially with the appearance of Undertaker at the end of SmackDown, which was, I must say, ridiculously awful. I'm sorry. Oh, I love, I know, you, I love the Undertaker. I know you guys do too, but this shit was pointless. It was like if you had Newt Rockney, Bill Parcells, uh, um, uh, uh, Vince Lombardi come out and rally the troops, and it was like, why you Undertaker? Why you? Whatever. Uh, the women's teams we have for Team Raw: Charlotte, Bailey, Nia Jax, Alicia Fox, and Sasha going up against uh, Team SmackDown with Nikki Bella, Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss, Carmella, and Naomi with Natalia. And um, I think they're going to give this one to Team Raw. That's where they're going to split it at down there. And, and there's not much I can say about that. It's just whatever. Uh, the, t- the, t- the tag team match they're gonna have for Raw the New Day Sheamus Cesaro Luke Gallows Carl Anderson Enzo Mori Big Cass versus and the Shining Stars versus Team Smackdown he's later Rhino the Hype Bros American Alpha and, uh, really I thought they split that up alright I, I, I have to check that out but I think they, I think they split that one up uh, Jimmy and J, Jimmy J Uso and uh, Breezango I not only am I thinking the Goldberg match is going to be shit. I honestly think this is going to be this is going to suck even more because I hate ten man tag matches. It's so fucking useless to me. I, I hate these things. It's god awful. Brian Kendrick versus Kalisto. Brian Kendrick is going to take that. The Miz. I said it. The Miz. Spoiler alert. In case you guys didn't know. Uh yeah. He lost the belt. Off, lost the belt and by on the nine hundred episode of SmackDown. He lost the belt. I know some of you guys might not be happy, but to be honest with you, I am. I thought it was pretty cool. I really did, and the reason being is because. Breaking Breaking news. News. This transition to Sami Zayn winning the belt off of the Miz. Into the Continental Belt goes to Raw, but my swerve, my twist is this: Sami Zayn, that's the Noir Raw. You know what? I don't want to stay here. I'm going back to SmackDown with the belt. Splits up him and Owens. Sami gets his own his own shine on another show. Perfect. I wish it was Cesaro, but I think this would be Sami Zayn. Like I said, Kendrick keeps the belt and the division on Raw, and Sami leaves with the Intercontinental Belt to SmackDown. So. Yeah, as for SmackDown, I thought that was I thought that was a great lead up to that. And I'm hoping I'm hoping that SmackDown becomes the superior show from here on out because they are working that way too. They have a small time schedule. They're bringing up small entities little by little. They're being more consistent on the talent and the brand than Raw is. Raw has three hours, but they're still trying to find a way to work those three hours. And you know what? They need to really, really work on it. All right. So that's my turnbuckle tabloid. 
All right, guys, make sure you check us out on the regular season sportscast at Facebook on the regular season sportscast on Facebook. It's open group page. Little by little, everybody's been joining in. Thank you guys for being a part of that. Be sure you check us out on Instagram at regular season sports as well as on Twitter, RWJ Santee, and check us out on YouTube. The YouTube page is the regular season sportscast. We're getting some stuff, most stuff going up there. Have a big, big, um, uh, project going along dealing with WWE 2K17. We've got some tournament stuff that we want to put together. We're going to let you guys know how that's going to be coming down soon. Like I said, make sure you check everything Rageworks, rageworks.net. All podcasts, all stuff are there. You have uh, Call Me When It's Over, uh, The Variant Show with Rich when you talk comic books. You have um, My Take Radio. You know, that's the, that's the, the, the captain of the ship right there. Black is the new black. Bunch of other things. The buried articles are coming back. It's it's a lot of things, man. A lot of stuff. Contests are flowing. And um, where the ladies at? We want the ladies. Just bring me the ladies. All right, guys. Once again, I want to thank you guys for listening, man. You guys were dope. Oh, and uh, let me see if I could just do one more thing because I, I went on a bit of a tangent early on in the show. And I'm, I had, as you guys know, I, I do um, I do this show in segments. I don't do it all in one shot. Most of the time I do it in segments. So I have some. So I mentioned the young woman early on in the episode in which I went on a mm, scathing tirade about. So fast forward to the next day, I got a phone call. They weren't happy about what I said. No. It seems as though that they call me a lot of um, profanity and, and other foul language and names and stuff, which was much deserved. So. I'm going to take this time to tell the, you know, to the universe that listens to the show that I am not apologizing. I'm really, really not. Like I said, I'm a bitter, bitter, petty person. I'm serious. This is just what I am. I'm sorry. I'm an asshole. I'm a dick. This is what I do. This is me. This is me. Then I know, then I wonder why I'm alone. This is the reason why I'm alone because I'm a fucking prick. But you know what? I still love the fact that I still see all you other women who fucking go with hubby or go with bae or whatever the fuck you call them. And then all of a sudden, oh, he breaks up with you or he plays you and whatever. And you're like, fuck him. And you take all his pictures off of the page. He's like, I ain't fucking with him no more. He ain't shit. All men ain't shit. All men are dogs. And then two days later, it's, oh, me and bae are chilling in the room watching a movie. I love to see your misery. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to TRSS. Um, ladies, you can hit me up on <laughs> Jay Santi on Facebook if you enjoy my bit of this. All right, we out of here. Oh, forgot the catchphrase. Uh, remember, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everyone. I'm the king of talk style and uh, squash. The regular season sportscast. <laughs> Regular season sports cast.